See my butt crack? Sorry. Uh, brand new podcast. Oh, 222 pounds, if that's what you're wondering. 222 pounds. Uh, I ran today four miles before I did uh, Comedy Film Nerds, which is a fantastic podcast. It's a lot of fun. I just did it uh, this afternoon, and they released it today. Um, so check that out. Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Thank you, everyone who came out for the dollop last week, man. That is an amazing turnout of fan, of listeners. Uh, also, I will be doing a live show with them February 6th at Com- Nerdist Meltdown. <clears throat> Nerdist Meltdown is a really fun place to do shows. I hope this is recording. Yeah. Today's podcast is absolutely fantastic. We do something at the end of the podcast, me and my wife, Leanne. Um, I don't have video for it because I didn't shoot video for it. So you won't see it on the video portion of this podcast, which I am uploading videos for these podcasts weekly. I'm doing it myself, so it takes a little while. I apologize. I just uploaded the dollop today. And no, I'm talking to camera right now, but I'm not talking at camera. I'm not looking at camera. You'd think I'd be a better host. Um, so that one's up there. Uh, you can see my machine video is on YouTube. If you have, If I haven't shoved that down your throat enough... This one trick pony's gonna just fucking milking it. That's what I want to call the next hour. Milking the machine. Uh, I am in, I'm on tour. I'll definitely tell you my tour dates. I got those coming up. But real quick, let's first tell you Joe DeRosa's comedy special. Joe DeRosa's my guest this week. I don't want to forget this. You Let Me Down. It premieres Friday at midnight on Comedy Central. Friday at midnight on Comedy Central. And then again Sunday at uh, like 1 a.m. on Comedy Central. And then it'll be online on the 7th, that Tuesday. So check out Joe DeRosa. This is a great podcast. Uh, Let me real quick do tour dates. And then I'll tell you everything you need to know about Joe DeRosa, how I met um, Mr. DeRosa. What are my tour dates, you ask? I'm in Lexington this week. Then I'm at Parlor Live in Seattle or Bellevue, Washington the following weekend. Then I'm in London. Hey, London. Hey, London. Hey, London calling. This is America. (laughs) Hey, London. February 15th. I don't know if the tickets are on sale yet, but I'm doing... A show at the Angel Comedy at the Bill Murray. I think it's a 10 o'clock show. It is a small venue, so get your tickets ASAP. Uh, I'm hoping it sells out. If it doesn't sell out, boy, did I underestimate. Either that or I am in touch with every single one of my London fans. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing some podcasts. I think Andre Vincent's going to be on the show with me, hopefully. Um, he's a hilarious comic that I worked with in South Africa. I'm going to do a podcast with a guy named Al Murray. While I'm there, and if you have guys have any more recommendations of who to podcast with, let me know. I'd love to do like a double podcast. I'm trying to get Glenn Wool and another drinking comic to do a podcast at a pub where we just sit around and bullshit over some beers. And that'll be my first beer in three months, two months. November, November, Thanksgiving was the last beer I had. So yeah, no, just two months. All right, two months. Um, After London... San Antonio. Ooh, my first time in San Antonio at Laugh Out Loud. Taylor Tomlinson's going to be with me in San Antonio. Helium Portland. I don't know who's in Helium Portland with me, um, but I'm sure it's going to be someone great. That, that, those shows will definitely sell out only because that club is so fantastic. Richmond Funny Bone. Shane Torres is going to be in the Richmond Funny Bone with me. And hey, 
this announced just now, although I haven't really maybe I won't announce it yet, but I'll just say it out loud. Call in sick to work show. Call in sick to work show. Call in sick to work show. DC. DC on the tenth of March. See I didn't announce it, I just whispered it. Uh and then <clears throat> call in sick to work show at the Columbus uh Funny Bone on St. Patrick's Day. Uh that is certain to sell out. Uh, that's gonna be a fucking blast. Last year was insane. We stayed until like seven o'clock at night. And then I think I gotta get on a flow uh thing. I'm going to do a college that night. Uh Albany, I think. Omaha. Omaha's that's it. Just go. Just go. I should like this better. Is that better? Is this cutting in and out of focus? Am I focusing too much on the camera? You're like, this is a fucking podcast, my man. Today's podcast uh, is – there's a little something interesting going at the on at the end. My wife and I, as you know, are obsessed with black sales. So every Sunday when I come home, we watch black sales. And this week, we were laughing so hard, we said, we should record this. We should talk about this and see if it just works. Um, it's a bonus. It's at the very end of the episode. So you can listen to the episode and just go, at not for me. And very honestly, I think a lot of you will say not for me. Because it's very podcast, it's very black sales sales specific. But it it is also very funny because I am really drunk when we do this podcast, and uh, <clears throat> and she is she is making fun of me. But so it's all about black sales. We giggle, we laugh, we talk about uh, the TV show we love, and we'll be doing that every week unless you guys really ask us to stop. But it's going to be at the end of the podcast, so it's once you've already listened to the full podcast, which is a full podcast you're getting, just an extra 15, 20 minutes. So if you like it, tell me. If you don't like it, tell me. You know me. Uh, I, 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 so today's podcast, uh, the meat of it, the, the real reason we're here, guys, is Joe DeRosa. That's, the podcast isn't changing, by the way. I'm just adding a little add-on at the end. So just tell me what you think. Anyway, today's podcast is with Joe DeRosa. Joe DeRosa... For those of you who don't know, is a New York comic. I met Joe in. Um, I talk about this in the podcast. I'm at a place called Comics, uh, where we did a show together with Jessica Curson, who I could not follow all fucking weekend. But he was so matter of fact and so cool. He's good friends with Bobby Kelly and Bill Burr. He had an incident with um, Anthony Cumia, which I think is since well past. But I'm just trying to put a frame of reference. He's been on Rogan, and I think that was right after the Anthony thing. We don't talk about that because it's so past anything in his career. We're here to talk about his hour special, and we end up talking about politics. We end up talking about politics but in like a very like loving forgiving way so i think you'll have a good time and then we end up bullshitting about booze and xanax it's a fucking blast man it's a great podcast more to come more to come why would i fucking say that oh today's podcast ladies and gentlemen joe DeRosa. this is bottom of the market and uh like right when everything was cheap, we could afford it, but it was a piece of shit. Right. It was not like uh, like people would walk through my house and be like, "Oh, cool," <laughs> <laughs> and, and like no one would like, "Did you own?" They're like, "You rent?" Like, no, no, we own it. But um, and then we got to a place where we were like, we wanted another house, wanted something else. Not that we were going to really afford it, but right. we like, and it turns out that you could. I don't, I'm just not a grown-up, but you could borrow money off of what you already owed, and everything has increased since property values went up. And so right. We spent the last four or five months renovating, and so we tore out the whole kitchen, tore out a bedroom, 
put a new kitchen in, a new master bedroom. And so it's been, uh, it's like the first time in my life. I'm 44 and I just feel like a grown up. <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, look, you're ahead of me, dude. You're married. You have a kid. Oh, oh well, that's that. <laughs> those are super easy. You just got to get someone pregnant. <laughs> are you? Do you have one kid or two? I got two. She's a, at Girl Scouts. How old are your kids? Mm, Ten and twelve. Yeah, man, that's. Uh, I'm nowhere near any of this stuff, dude. You got cigars out there? Yeah, like a grown man. No, that. The, well, yeah, I drink like a grown man. The uh, how much do you drink? A lot. I well, yeah. Uh, give me break it down for me. Um. I probably like well I've been going through my biggest days are flying days. Right. So like I'll drink that's why I started taking red eyes. I started canceling my flights and taking red eyes out so that I or I was cuz I was booking early in the day and giving myself a whole flying day, but if I do that I drink all day. I'll drink from the moment I get to the airport until I get to back to my hotel room and then I'll listen to some music and drink in my hotel room. Um on the road I won't start drinking until the middle of the late show. Right, like I'll bring a drink up on stage with me, but I don't really mess with it. Yeah, because I don't. I don't like to be buzzed on stage. I don't mind being buzzed on stage, but I don't like to be buzzed getting on stage. Going, I got a full hour, and I'm not. No, pleased. no, yeah, I, I do the same thing. So, and then so I'll start drinking probably around like eleven thirty, and then drink until like one thirty. I'll drink for a couple hours, only have like four drinks, five drinks, and then well, I take that back. Everyone's been buying me shots lately, so uh, and then I don't drink when I'm home. Oh, that's not a lot. Yeah, but it's a lot. Like, if you're my cardiologist, it's a lot. If you're my cardiologist, you say stuff like, well, we all know how this is going to end. Well, but I mean, it sounds like you drink two nights a week, five drinks each night. Yeah, well, I might be I might be underselling it. That doesn't sound like a lot at all. I thought you were no. going to tell me you drink every day. I don't drink every day. I, right. but, but I will say last night I went to my sister's birthday party and I drank. And I'm having a harder and harder time, like, coming out of the not drink. Like, meaning, like, the next day, I'm like, like, ugh. Where if I don't drink, I'm a fucking superhero. Like, right. I get up feeling so good, get on the treadmill, run nine miles, drop the girls off at school, pick them up at school, do a podcast, take some meetings. Like, I'm a fucking superhero when I don't drink. Right. But then, like, today, I had a rough, like, I had, we, Tito's has been very kind enough to send me a bunch of booze, but I was making Tito's and sodas in those 32-ounce cups. <laughs> today. No, last night. Oh, uh, last night. But you want to hear something crazy? So I pour one, and I drink it on my ride to my sister's house, and then, uh, and my sister's got an, a blood alcohol a thing you blow in, and I've had one full one. I mean, it must be a massive cocktail, right? And I didn't even blow a point zero four. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife's like, my wife's like, that can't be good. Well, is that? Well, that's weird. Like, is that is that bad though? And I know. I think my liver just processes quicker than other people. I don't know. Holy shit! How's your cholesterol and all that stuff? Cholesterol is a little elevated. Blood pressure is a little elevated, but not anything. I go. To, I just got back from the cardiologist like a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. A couple weeks ago, everything's fine. Does a sonogram of all my organs? Totally fine. I got a physical March first, uh-huh. and I do that. I do a physical that just to keep up with my thyroid, so my thyroid can get a little wonky as my wife will say so what's your um, there's a reason i'm asking all these questions i feel like you're on my podcast right now no i'm like asking this. a lot of questions the uh are you uh what's your cholesterol at? i don't know just high just high end of high like to, what is it 225 okay yeah like high end of high like okay. right at the top 
almost, almost all my levels are right around there. But I, but I, you know, this is a Bill Burr note because I saw him right before I saw my cardiologist. He's like, bro, you don't go in there like it's game day. You go in there in the worst shape you've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, my, I just got mine done. Mine's two thirty-five. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, the doctor didn't even call me about it. I had to call him. But here's why I asked because I got I've been diagnosed with fatty liver. Oh yeah. Uh, do you have that? No. How do you not have that? Uh, I don't. I, it, you know, fatty liver has a lot more to do with what you eat, I think, than what you drink. See, I've heard the opposite. I've heard it's just from drinking. Oh no! Oh no! Because no, my, my dad had fatty liver, and he got it from eating like shit. Okay. Because if you have a lot of carbs in your diet, uh-huh. that can cause fatty liver. Okay. So my dad had to go on a zero carb, all protein, lean green diet, uh-huh. and his liver went right back to normal. Right. But he, but he wasn't, you know, and he also didn't drink. And I guess he drinks, but he doesn't drink the way I drink. Oh, I'm screwed, man. Why? It's, how, what's your diet like? Uh, right now it's bad because I'm taking a booze break. Oh. But I'm losing weight. Yeah. Because I cut out booze. How long have you been off booze? Eight days. I'm only doing it. I'm not going sober. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like kind of doing a dry out. Yeah. Uh, but Those I'm, are always good. I always do a month-long dry out every year. Yeah? Yeah, like a, like a legit. This year it was uh, when Tom and I lost all that weight. Okay. That, that's the other thing is that I just lost 35 pounds. Right. So I think that might be why all my levels were like a little high and high. If he had gotten me 20 days earlier, he would have been like, all right, we need to change this. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm uh yeah, no, I'm uh I'm uh I'm on a little dry out now. Uh, I'm about eight days in. I was going to try to go till, I don't know how long I'm going to go till cause it's yeah. fucking boring, man. Yeah. It's fucking real boring. Oh, it's horrifically boring. I don't know how my wife does it. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I don't have a family. I'm a single dude. So what, like, Oh, I oh fuck that fuck I don't know what then just join a convent or something I mean like what's the I I I mean I have a distraction and not to not to like say like my grass is greener right. like when I boot when I dry out there is a, a a solid payoff to like getting to spend time with your kids enjoying family time uh, eating healthy getting in the treadmill working out like right. like right. riding bikes with the girls right. like I. But but if I was single, I don't know if I would ever dry out. It sucks, dude. Because yeah. the only way, the only salvation to being single is meeting somebody. Yeah. And the only way to do that, it, at I'm 39, is to go to a bar. I mean, I don't know where else you. I, I refuse to do fucking like speed dating or any of that bullshit. I'm what, not. What doing about it. what about what about uh, swiper? I've tried dating apps. I've never had any luck. Really? I've noticed something. There's a certain personality type. You have to be good at dating apps. It's not just, yes, you know, like it's a different game. It's a totally different game. Yeah, you're right. You've got to be like one of those people that knows like, it's like, you know, I, I can never uh, be on a conference. I can never be on a phone call with, uh, with hip hop guys. Right. Cause I could never, cause I talk too regular. Like when they're like, what's good fam? Right. Then I end up, I go, not much fammy fam. <laughs> I just go nothing. Right. Like I don't have a cool witty. Right. All right. Be 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 like a bee, and then you're like, it, all right. One love, one love. I was never good at that. And there are people that are good at that. And those are like, like I think those are the cheese dick people on Tinder. It's a whole different game, dude. I just don't have the. I'm a real little things kind of guy. What do you mean? Uh, like the, I sweat the small stuff. <laughs> so. 
That's not a good place for me to be because I'll get annoyed real quick. That's great. You know? That is fucking... That is, but that's so like... We used to say we could destroy... Uh, like, we could destroy anyone's girlfriend within a minute. Right. And just be like... And like, your friend would be like, not mine. You'd be like, really? Have you seen her ankles? Right. And then it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, the littlest things. Me, my buddy, Mark Lazera, Scott O'Brien, we could tear apart a woman in a matter of... Yeah, she's not bad except for the face at the top of her teeth. Yeah. You notice that? And then all of a sudden, that's all you can see? Oh. <laughs> that's so funny, man. I don't... Well, that's not what I mean, though, by sweating the small oh, thing. Okay. But I know what you mean. You can get hung up on a detail. And God bless women for being way way less shitty about that than men are because it's the it's the running joke in shallow how like that jason alexander's character is like this balding heavyset guy and then like this hot woman wants to bang him and he's like her toe is weird you know or whatever yeah guys are really shallow like that but like um uh i sweat the small stuff personality wise i mean like i get You you know, if you like, it doesn't take much for me to read your bio on one of those sites and be like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Do you do you think Grimm is the greatest show ever made? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Shit like that. (laughs) So I used to be like that. I used to be like that. And my wife, who is uh, like she's two things. She is uh, not cool. And she's a bitch. Right. So, like, combine those. Like, everyone listening is going, Bert, you're so far off. But th- this is a part of her that the sweat the small stuff stuff. Right. Stuff. So, she has this, like, like you'll see her at some point. She'll walk back. And she'll just look in the man cave. And she'll just look like. And then she'll see someone's in here. And she'll realize she's being looked at. And she'll go, oh, hi. Like, it's such <laughs> a change of personality. And then she, ne- I couldn't get her to appreciate cool shit. Right, like she was a nerd, like, but not a nerd, but just didn't like cool shit. So the very first time we like hung out and had dinner together, she watched. She was like, "Let's watch America's Funniest Home Videos." I was like, "Oh, I cannot be fucking dating this person." <laughs> and I was like, "I I can't watch that. I'm a professional comedian." That's She's so like, funny. It's really good. And I go, "Oh my god!" Like this is a person that really enjoys America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> so then she put it on, and the first video I saw. I'd never seen before, and I've watched maybe a thousand times since. Uh-huh. Was a uh, white guy dressed as a scarecrow? Uh-huh. Bowl of bucket of candy on his lap. Kids coming up. Uh, girl, two little cheerleaders coming up on Halloween. They go to get a piece, and he goes boo, right. and they go ah, right. scream, big laugh. Next guy comes up. is a black dude in sweatpants talking about some construction work he's got lined up to another friend. Right, and he goes to reach in to get the candy. And the guy goes, boo! And the black guy goes, bam! And knocks him unconscious. And I was pissing myself laughing. And she's like, see? See? It doesn't need to be edgy to be funny. See? See? I could not. And to this day, I the, the nerdy stuff about her, the stuff she likes where I go, the fuck is wrong with you? I love it. Right, I love right, it. Right. And that's true nerdy stuff. Like, nerdy now means like... You like cool shit. Yeah. Nerdy now is like I collect obscure Blu-rays, you know what I mean, and whatever. Like, that's like dorky shit. Yeah, that's That's like like truly like, that's like, yeah, that's like Target shit. She, her, 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 uh, her word, so like, you know, like, like, oh, that woman, that woman's a fucking cunt. My wife's word is turkey. Well, he's just a turkey. Really? (laughs) And it drove me nuts. I was like, hey, at one point, you know when it's- Is she from the South? Yeah. 
What part? Uh, uh, border of Alabama and Georgia. A little town called Holy Bowden. shit, dude. So she would say, "It would you know when it's boiling over and she's just called you a turkey? You're being such a turkey today. And I, at one point, I can tell you where we were because this, this is so, we were on Detroit and 3rd Street. Uh-huh. And I went, you need a new fucking word. <laughs> I was fucking, but, but. Now it's so funny. She said she's calling the girls turkeys the other day, uh-huh. and I didn't even hear it. I don't even hear it anymore. It's almost like it's almost like what you must be like in Scientology when you're like, yeah, I don't even see the crazy anymore. You're right. Like, <laughs> no, man, it helps. I, I seem to be a better person. Yeah. So you if you hang in there long enough, it just goes away. I guess. But like my wife, like TV's always been one of our hiccups. Like music too. That that's a tough one. TV. TV for me is an easier pass because I don't watch a ton of TV. I'm more of a movie guy. Yeah. So I have I don't even have proper cable. I have like streaming apps. Yeah. So I, you know there are certain shows I watch, but very few, and I watch a lot of movies. So I could slide on TV. I could deal with trash TV to an extent, uh, or bad TV to an extent. But what music, if it was Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, I'd hate that. Oh. But I mean, I would take that over. Somebody wanting to listen to like the new like uh, you know fucking uh, Cheryl Crow album with me or something you know what oh I mean? yeah my wife's music taste is like so bad she only like it she has two types of music she has either like it, like she'll listen to whatever the little poppy stuff is now uh-huh. like uh, that no song I don't even know what it is but I just hear it all the time she'll be like. Alexa, play no or whatever. Right. Some <laughs> Megan Trainer song. Or if she's cleaning the house, she plays old like nineteen thirties country. No, that's cool. That's 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 the only redeemable part about her is like Dwight Yoakam. That's she's really, really cool. into that stuff, but like other than that it was like just like Earth, Wind and Fire. Like she I don't know, she's I like Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. You're making some good stuff. Uh, let me okay, let me rephrase this. My, I'm just cooler at music than her. <laughs> So like I I got I listen to good music and she just listened to a well, bunch what do you of other shit. To? Like I was really into Wilco for a period of time. Okay, still am. And she'd just be like, "I don't get it. Are they gay?" And you're like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> they seem gay. I just I don't know. Is that what this is about? Because it's all men. It's right. all fucking disgruntled white male privileged dudes, right? Who are having f- f- troubles with their feelings. Right. <laughs> and so she just read it as gay." <laughs> That's funny, and that's so funny because that's so, that's such a southern thing too. Because that's not, that's not homophobic. That's no. just like somebody speaking candidly. Like, I, like that's somebody being like, I, "It's fine. I'm just asking." You know, like, the one thing she has that I don't have is she's really smart, and so she, like, I've been having a really hard time with the politics lately, and I, I just, it's like, I, I just, I just know that that no one really gives a fuck what the truth is ever. Like, mm-hmm. and like the fucking, like it's, it seems like, I, I want to say like comics I know only cause it will make it so much easier. Cause that's the only ones I really hear their politics right. is like comics. And I go, the, it seems like liberals are doing the identical things that conservatives are doing or just posting the stuff from their websites to their things. Yeah. And yeah. no one's, no one's like, no one's on the guardian like to posting articles. Right. You know? And like, so. I, I have a really hard time with politics, and this morning she, my wife is very fucking liberal, but this morning she was like, she was trying to break down this travel ban for me, and she was saying, I forget what her 
exact statement was, but uh, did you hear that? Yeah, what it was, was a it? Squirrel. That was a squirrel. Yeah, the squirrels were up in the trees eating the it's oranges. It's like there was a dog on your roof. Yeah, it's a fucking big ass squirrel. Um, and so I, she was she was breaking on the travel ban to me and explaining exactly what it was. And she's like, I for, I forget where what, what the point was, but she was saying that someone on she only listens to NPR. She was like, she heard an opposing view on NPR, and she was shocked. So right. then she was like, oh my god, this must have truth in it. And then researched it and was like, "Wow, that's kind of crazy." Right. And so, and so, she's that smart like that. I just get give up. I just fucking give up. It's a it. Well, look, it's a it's. I'm not the sharpest uh, political guy, but uh, you know, I, I <laughs> the sharpest political guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I follow it as best I can, and I try to stay up on this stuff. But I mean, I I can say uh, with with some confidence that I feel like now is a terrible time to try to gauge what your uh perspective or understanding is of anything yeah i mean this is a terror i just did i was just doing a bunch of interviews to push my special and like this came up in every fucking oh that's right your specials airing yeah when's this when when friday friday well what's today monday Uh, tuesday Tuesday, friday the third this will come out tonight all right friday the third this week at midnight on Comedy Central. Comedy Central? Uncensored. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then the 7th, it hits the internet. Uh, Dude, best case download. scenario. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice, I guess, yeah, it's good It's good stuff. The uh, I, It is it's great stuff. Sorry, I'm not downplaying. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I know you don't have to say. Uh, I don't like, I'm not a, a promotional whore, although people on this podcast would be like, I pretty much remember you spending five minutes every day talking about the Wilbur, you know? <laughs> but like... But like I, I know that feeling of people go, I love your special, and you're like, go oh, cool. Or like I stopped doing this because I'm now I don't know how to. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. that. I want that compliment, but I don't want to have to interact with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't want to accept it. I just want to hear it. Uh, the, uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, oh, because so I've been doing all these interviews all week to promote it, and uh, and you know this comes up in every interview, and I and every time I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Nuance is gone. You can't. You can't talk in the gray area with anybody. Yeah. I shouldn't. Um, this is hyperbole, obviously, but there are people you can talk to. But it's just people just acting so vehemently. You you say something and you watch the person's face go like this. Yeah. Now I'm better than you. I'm better than you because I don't agree with you. And you must not know anything because you don't see my side of the politics. I found myself saying lately to people, you're very self-righteous. Like I started finally saying it. You're self-righteous. Well, why? Because you're telling me right now that if people don't do it the way you did it, that they're wrong. That, that's what I don't like. That's what I don't like. Oh, my God. Like, I, that is exactly what I don't like. That This self-righteousness of, of, of that exactly. Yeah. That fucking makes me sick, especially when it's like comes out of someone who um, – this is – now this is going to get very specific – so it comes out of someone who's been doing comedy for 12 years and they've got a little bit of a name for themselves because they had an, a Netflix special or something. And then they decide to throw out their opinion on politics and agree in a tag with Pat Oswald and be like this. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't fucking come on. Right. There, like you have there are people out there that voted for Trump that aren't bad people. No. And that's what I said. I don't like Trump. Uh, I'm not yeah. a fan. But and I didn't vote for him. 
But I also didn't vote for Hillary because I wasn't a fan of Hillary either. But I can also say that I, would I prefer Hillary to Trump? Sure, I would. Um, but uh, but that's not saying that much. I mean, that's like saying would I? You, you know, who wouldn't you prefer to Trump? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's, I'll tell you what though. This is what I, I got to tell you. It's pretty neat. He's saying he's doing everything i didn't think I know, he was really crazy. gonna do it i really yeah. i thought it was jokes no like, I, mean, I was yeah. like i'm building a wall he's really building a fucking wall yeah i, know. I can't fucking believe that i was on at midnight yesterday and hardwick like as part of the sh- his script in the show i mean like one for one of the bits the setup was well who knew that he'd make good on all the psycho babble he was spewing like he's coming through with all of it. He's coming through in spades. <laughs> I'm gonna ban Muslims. He banned fucking Muslims. Yeah, he's doing it. I was talking to my mom today and they're 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 you know, a lot the press, some of the press at least is saying he's like the first president in history, or maybe not in history, but in a very, very, very long time, to actually do what he said he was gonna do. So like it's this weird thing. Where it's like we're either, either the transparency, either either it's it's one of it's it's somewhere in between the two extreme points to me, and the two extreme points to me are either the facade has been lifted totally and like hey this is how it's been working the whole time and we're just showing you now yeah which if you do research politics you can find stuff to support that argument that, easily in, in that in that you're saying that um that because. But one thing that Leanne said is she's like, everyone's going nuts about him signing executive orders. The only reason he's signing executive orders and counteracting everything Obama did is because that's exactly what Obama did when he got in office. Is right. he, he started signing executive orders and negating everything Bush was doing. Right. And she said, you know, one of the things that really offends her is that, you know, Bush didn't say a fucking word about Obama. Now, he was also in a place where no one wanted to say anything about Obama, the first black president. Right. But – She's like, Bush didn't say a fucking word. And she goes, and Obama comes out. He's not even president. And he says basically nothing. He goes, he goes uh, I think that uh, your public right to protest is a strong American uh, value. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Trump's like, suck this dick, bitch. And like, right. that's, that's the way he's speaking. Right, yeah. And like, at least Obama could be like, you know what? I think this is a horrible thing that he's doing. Right. And, but he's speaking in like, in like, code it's 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 yeah it's it's a real weird trashy time uh that we're living in i mean he literally won the presidency like a reality show a hundred you know percent it's not just people are going we have a reality show star as a president it's like not just that he won he played the election like a reality show so but my thing is this is like the executive orders thing is a great point Obama signed executive orders, too, and a lot of people in this country were pissed about it, uh, but it was not publicized, and it was not done with the flamboyance that Trump has done it. Trump is doing everything in a in a blow-me kind of way. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, so to me, the, the least frightening side of the spectrum is, okay, either the curtain's just been drawn back completely, and this is just par for the course, except he's doing it with his dick on the table. Yeah. Or we truly do have, like, the worst-case scenario, which would be we truly do have some orchestrated madman, you know, charging towards some hopeful dictatorship in office or whatever. You know, it's probably, in all, in all reality, somewhere in between those two. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, I, I don't, like, I agree with you. Like, I'm tired of people going online, excuse me, 
and spouting out their opinion and just agreeing with people who already agree with them. There's, it's just, it's just fucking, it's so arrogant and so condescending. I know people uh, that voted for Hillary and I know people that voted for Trump. Quite frankly, I don't agree with either of them. Yeah. I don't shame any of them. Yeah. Uh, people don't vote. Uh, people don't act most of the time out of malice or evil. People act out of confusion or fear or belief in what they're, they're doing is the correct thing. Yeah. So it's like you're a real arrogant piece of shit if you sit there and go, if you voted for Trump, you're you're an idiot asshole and you're wrong. Like and that sucks. That sucks. The really smart people right now are the ones saying. Maybe people are regretting that they're voting, that they voted for Trump right now. Maybe they're feeling differently. Maybe let's all come together. Let's talk. You know what I mean? Like if you listen to true liberal radio, not fucking pop hit bullshit liberal radio, but like real liberal radio where it's a real conversation and it's very rational and level headed. Most yeah, of the Cuma show. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I gotta be honest with you. Part of me, like, 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 when I listen to Anthony and he spits out his politics or or Gavin McGinnis, I like, I don't, I, I don't look at them and go, I fucking hate them. I don't ever go, I hate them. Same way as I listen to liberal radio and I go, I don't hate them. No, I don't. I don't. You know, I've known Anthony for a long time. We certainly don't agree on a lot politically. Yeah, I'm assuming. uh, You know, uh, just we've never had too many deep discussions about it. But you know, like we. uh, (laughs) But I don't hate the guy for the way he thinks or or his beliefs politically. Look, just like I don't hate. I have. I know people that are staunch Hillary supporters that I vehemently disagree with when it comes to politics. I don't hate them either. Yeah. Uh, I also know extreme liberals that didn't vote for Hillary because it was Hillary. I also know extreme conservatives that didn't vote for Trump. There are all types of people out there is my point. And people that think unity is aligning yourself with a bunch of people that think what you think, you're a fucking idiot. You're stupid if that's what you think. It's not. That's not what unity is. Unity is when people with many different types of perspectives and clashing opinions can have a rational discussion. That's unity. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think a lot of people, particularly people in the business we work in, see it that way. They see it as, I'm right, you're wrong. If you're not with me, you're against me. And I said to somebody earlier today, I'm like, that's the same thing the Sith say in Star Wars. You're either with me or you're my enemy. Yeah. It's like, so if you think like that, you're a bad guy. It doesn't matter what your cause is. If you think like that, you're a bad person. You're a bad guy. Yeah. So, like... You're either with me or against me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like Nazi talk. It really is. That's fucking Nazi talk. That's why I love Sarah Silverman. Yeah, Sarah Silverman, when that uh, white supremacist... Well, I think we can all agree that, that... White supremacy is wrong, right? Uh, and and being a neo Nazi is a bad idea. And right. We don't like those guys. When he got hit by that guy at the women's at the inauguration, right? And a lot of guys, you know, guys like like Tim and Eric. I don't I don't know their politics, but I'm assuming they're liberal because like they wrote a song about how we should beat that guy up. Right. Some people need to punch him more. Right. Which I get. I get that. I get that viewpoint, but Sarah Silverman was like, are we fucking kidding ourselves? Violence is never the answer. And I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, Sarah doesn't fucking agree with this guy's politics. Of course not. But beating up, trust me when I say this, all the liberals who are like, no, no, punch that guy hard as you want. Ooh, it's going to come back your way. 
Well, it's it's and, it's, and, and you're and, not going to like it. And they're and they're they're and they're showing their ass right now. To, to it's like, oh, so you've been full of shit this whole time. Yeah, this whole time you've been preaching this open-minded whatever. That's bu- that's all been bullshit. You really think violence is okay? You know, and it's like, look. I'm not an anti-violence guy. I think a little bit of violence is helpful. I think you need it. Yeah. I really do. I think you need it to keep you in line, you know? Yeah. I think the days of hitting are f- are too long gone. Yeah. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that I think if you're being interviewed on the news, you deserve to get socked in the face, even if you're saying something that I find despicable. At the same time, I'll laugh my fucking balls off of that video over and over. Anytime did you see did... the boys are back in town cut of it? No. Oh, my God. No. It's so funny. <laughs> like, and look, well, once again, I said I didn't like the guy getting hit. But when he got hit and every time they punt, he gets, they just do the, on a loop. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. So it's like, look, I'm not going to get my panties in a bunch because uh, and that's not a I mean, this, no, no, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. That's not a gender commentary. I'm just saying, like, I'm just using an expression. I said, I said on stage the other night. I said I, uh, I had too many edibles, and uh, and I'm 44 year old father of two, in uh, married, and I'm in my man cave, and I realized I got to man the fuck up. Someone goes, it's, "That's not you're not allowed to say that anymore." I was like, "No, I am," because when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to cry. So the term I had in my head was "man the fuck up" and "don't be a pussy about it." This you're not going to enjoy this for the next four hours. Let's fucking sit back here and don't bother anyone. Don't go into your house like a fucking coward and go, "Honey, I had too many edibles." You just man the fuck up, start drinking Jack, and you go, "I'm going to fucking deal with this." Right, dude, and like, and that bothers me too. Like this idea that there's no such thing as a as a male, particularly a white male, uh, being, if, uh, enduring any sort of abuse. That's such a condescending, shitty thing to do. You're not allowed to say that. It's like, oh, so what I went through wasn't abusive or didn't fuck me up in any way yeah. because I wasn't allowed to cry because I had to choke down my fucking emotions and I yeah. couldn't express them in a healthy way and it fucked with my head and God knows what else. That that really bothers me, man. It's like the the people that act like there's only one form of abuse, there's only one form of morality, there's only one form of ethics. There's fuck you, man. Fuck you. You're a fucking horrible, disgusting human being. There's a really great uh, woman. I wish I could remember her name, but she posted a thread about abuse. Um, and I went through an abusive relationship one time. And it really with like a, a a bad person, and it really fucked me up. It fucked me up for a while. I had to go to therapy, and yeah. I and I read it, and I tweeted her and said, "Hey, this is super helpful. Thank you so much." And I could almost hear it in her eyes, like no, like or in her thing. I don't think she was. Uh, I think her name Sarah Benacasa. Oh yeah, and she, I, I think I she was. Sarah. She was saying like, like that's really cool that you could understand it. And I felt like going, I felt like wanting to say, Oh no, no, let me tell you my story. Like I know what fucking, I know that what this is. Right. But and I just was like, I just was glad she posted it. Cause it made me think yeah. and it made me realize, Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you know, Sarah's cool. She's really cool. She's really yeah. smart. I, I fucking love that. That very post. smart. And she has a pretty, she is a, she, I shouldn't say pretty. She has a great balanced view of things. I find her take on a lot of the more people like climate. that. Yeah. I'm so tired of like, you know, and look, I'll say this wholeheartedly. People like Jen Kirkman are important to our society. Jen Kirkman is probably not as much swinging both ways or, or she's probably very far leaning left. Right. Um, she, she, I don't know if you remember, but she did the, she did the big post about, uh, about getting catcalled in, in, uh, yeah. in Australia. 
Yes. Like, and it's important that she does that. And by the way, if you're a fucking meathead like I am sometimes, you're like, dude, catcalling is it's real. It's fucking very real. Right. But you need to hear the other side. You need to hear what her experience is so you Absolutely. can grow and learn. I don't think very many people that listen to this podcast catcall, obviously. I think it's a socioeconomic thing. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. And, I, I, but I, and I'll say this. Kirkman's a friend of mine, too. Uh, I love her. She... Uh, we we may not agree on a hundred percent everything politically either. Yeah, but I know that she's the real deal, and I know she believes in what she says. Yeah, just like I know Anthony believes in what he says. So I can respect that. I, I absolutely can respect that. Whether I agree or disagree is it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter whether I agree with you. It matters can I live in a world with you. Uh, but what I don't agree with, and the people I don't approve of, are the ones that are clearly. Uh, just condescending and just positioning uh, with their stances because yeah. then it's a pose. Then it's a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, then it's a look at me. Look how good I am. It's the people that sit in the front row uh, uh, in church and the front pew in church every Sunday and then in the parking lot or, or shoving to the front of the line and cutting you off to get out or whatever. It's the people in yoga class that mm-hmm. fucking lobby, like fight to get the good position. Yeah. And you're like, this is fucking yoga, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're supposed to be namaste. Exactly. And exactly. here you are fucking putting down two mats. Huh? What? Exactly. Yeah. What, what's the other mat for? My friend's coming and he's on, he's on his way. Yeah. And no, no, you can't have this spot. Fuck you. Exactly. No. Um, let's, let's transition into your move out to L.A. Sure, because I'm curious about that. What was the what was the moment where you said, uh, "I'm done with New York"? Uh, when I was finding myself being angry twenty four hours a day. Really, I love New York. I miss New York. I, I really do. And I think that one day I may live there again in in a much more uh, forgiving circumstance. But see, you were quintessential New York. I mean, you yeah. and Burr and Bobby. And Jay, I mean, Jay, you guys all yeah. were, you guys like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like when I go back there, I don't know any New York comics anymore. Like, I don't know any New York comics anymore. Most of the guys have either moved out of the city yeah, to, to have a family and don't live in the city anymore or moved out here. Like, I know very few guys in New York anymore. Really? Well, all was, my New York friends live here now. That's why I never moved back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to hang. I mean, I have friends back there still. But I mean, outside of Michelle Buteau and Joanne Grigioni, um, and Okerson and Kurt, you know, it's like you know, I'd I'd be I'd be kind of hard pressed to think of like, you know, like re- I'm t- I'm still pretty tight with Marina Franklin and Keith Robinson, like, but it's like, how's Keith doing, by the way? Very well. Good. Yeah, he's great. He's performing again. And okay, good. He's bound- he for those of you who don't know, our friend Keith had a stroke, but he's doing very well. Um, I texted Bobby. Bobby's one text me. He's like, giving you a heads up. Keith had a stroke. And I texted back, worse than Patrice's? <laughs> That's funny. I called Keith in the hospital the first time I called him. And I go, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna recover. I'm going to be fine. And I go, you know what that means? Even when it came to strokes, Patrice was better than you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the that's the thing I, I miss about New York. They're like... LA does LA's got ball break in, but LA's also got a very warm heart, like comedy wise. Like I think it's podcasting brought yeah. us like tight and together. Yeah. And we don't it, it's so globally different from from where I started, where you were like duck your head, hoodie on, walk into the olive uh, tree. Olive Rob's tree. tree. I almost said garden. I know I almost said garden too. <laughs> and go to the bar and just get a cocktail so you could loosen up before they destroyed you. 
Yeah, it was a it was a tough scene. It was a lot of ball breaking. I mean, when I moved there, it was when I moved there. What year did you move? Because you moved right after I left. You were gone already. I moved whenever Tough Crowd came out. The first year I was in New York was when Tough Crowd premiered. Because I remember moving to New York and the Comedy Cellar being Tough Crowd. It was what a great it was, fucking show that was. Yeah, it was Tough Crowd. You'd go to that back table and it was Quinn, DePaulo, Keith, Patrice, Burr, Norton, uh, Geraldo. Geraldo was always over by the bar. I felt like I, like every time I well, in and out of sobriety, right. he was probably all away from the bar. But oh, like, and Lamp and uh, not Lamp and uh, Judy Gold and yeah, you know like. Who else were the? Who were some of the women on Tough Crowd? I know it was more man heavy than than, but um, Judy Gold was on a good. Judy deal. was on a lot. Uh, Lampanelli was Costello. never at the cellar. Yeah, yeah. Like Lampanelli uh, always had like I always felt like she had an outsider's. They had an outsider's view of it. I don't. I think which I think by the way, and I don't know. I don't know Lisa Lampanelli other than working with her in New York, and uh-huh. she does not remember me, and she does not like me. But uh, why didn't she like you? Because I don't know. I feel man. like she you. I know Lisa. We're friendly. I, I feel like she would like you. You seem no. like the kind of guy she would like. She w- we had a, we had beef in uh, Tampa one time. Oh, okay. We, I was doing radio, and I was just she was doing a theater. I was doing the club, and uh, I was on Cowhead Show, and she was going to come in, and I had the greatest compliment to pay her. I, I was really excited to see her. Mm-hmm. I had worked as a gay stripper uh, uh, at a gay club, a stripper at a gay club, a year ahead of time, and as a, and a drag show was up, and one of the drag queens came up dressed as Lisa Lampanelli and played her album right. and lip-synced her album. Oh, wow, that's cool. And it was so cool, and yeah. I wanted to tell her that. And I was so excited to see her. Right. To go, hey, it's Bert. I used to work the door at the Boston Comedy Club. Right. And she'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Right. And she said, I, I don't, I don't work with features. <laughs> and I was like, like she wouldn't appear on the she radio, appear on the radio, and then left. What? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. lame. But anyway, um, she never. I mean, when I was there, she was never accepted by. She. I mean, I remember people being very cruel to her. Yeah. Well, mate, look and look and as I sit there and go, oh, that's lame. She did that. Maybe that's just residual shit. I'm from, sure it is. And one of me, you know? part of me, wanted to go, hey, Lisa, I I know they made fun of you, and like I I never did. Yeah, you and weren't I, part of it. I never. I'm never the one that fucking. I remember someone said the the most brutal line. I won't say who said it, but um, they were making fun of her, uh-huh. and she was smiling, like laughing, and they weren't making they weren't being nice oh jesus and they were and then they were like look at her <laughs> i'm gonna try to th- look at her she looks like the retarded girl that just got raped by the baseball team was like see you guys tomorrow oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> almighty if i told you you said that you'd be shocked too really yeah and but i mean no one you know she was never really fully accepted even when she got big i don't think she ever felt totally accepted that, by the way, by the way, which is a very fucking normal feeling in that in that scene. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not in any way judging Lisa for not feeling no, yeah, yeah, yeah. part of that scene. Uh, it's and after you just told me that line, I understand why she walked out of Cowhead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it does become like it becomes like this thing where it's like, <laughs> I get it, dude. It's like it, it, it's 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 war. Yeah, you're. You, you, if you're not careful, you shoot your buddy in the face. And she was murdering. She would go up and murder. Yeah, with her, you know, with her act of of like, 
I suck black guys' dicks because it was a, it was the it was the village, and that was what was coming into these rooms. Were like fucking ten Puerto Rican guys with one guy going to prison tomorrow. Yeah, and she was dressed in like a gold chains and gold rings. I remember that. I saw her first time I ever saw and met Lisa. I saw her at. Uh, I started in a black club at a black club in Philly called the Laugh House. You know is the Laugh where, House. Yeah, yeah. Is that where Jay and them? Jay, Kurt, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vecchione. Um, we uh, we all started there at different times, but I, I started after they were gone. Vecchione was there when I started. Anyway, the first time I ever saw her was um, they had a show called Thursday Night Hype that this guy, Two Ray Gordon, who's a dear friend of mine and was, was like my mentor early on. Um. Uh, he hosted, it was his show, and it was always packed, and he'd have different headliners come in every week. And I had never once seen a white comedian on the show, aside from when like he let me do five minutes, or yeah. Mike do five, you know what I mean? And he went on stage to bring the headliner on, and gave like a, almost a disclaimer of, if anybody's offended, you come talk to me, fuck you, this is my girl, like nobody's nobody's going to give her shit and whatever. And I was like, who is he bringing on stage? Like, cause, and I thought I was expecting like Monique or somebody like that. Yeah. And, uh, and he brings up Lisa and it's this white lady. And I'm like, what the fuck? And dude, she fucking leveled that fucking room. She destroyed. In a way that like I haven't, I don't know. I just got chills thinking about it. It was so fucking hard hitting. I don't, I don't, I've seen very few people in my career kill like that. Like, I'm talking like, it wasn't just, man, it was a good show. She really killed. It was like, the fucking show was over. Can I tell you who the other person that is one, you may not, you may, I don't know, hopefully you remember it the same, but like, do you know who else was one of those like people you did not want to follow? Because they came in at a disadvantage, like a white woman. In an ethnic room. Right. And, like, there were so many of that version where they were just doing, like, smart jokes. Yeah. And that, not to say that Lisa and this other person's jokes weren't smart, but uh, Paula Bell. Yeah, Paula's great. Paula would just destroy. Paula's great. Uh, and I always felt that way about Jessica Kirsten. Oh, can I? Okay, hold on. You know the first time we met? You and me? Yeah. Man, we were working remember, together dude. at Comics. Oh, is that the first time I ever met you? This first time I remember ever met. that weekend. We walked. I walked in, and you were like, "My name's Joe. Uh, I know you used to be in New York. It's good to meet you. I think we have some of the same friends." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I was like, "This is gonna be a fun weekend." And then they're like, uh, "And you're like, just so you know, it's gonna be a rough weekend." <laughs> and I went, "Really?" And you go, "Yeah, Jessica Curson's featuring." And I was like, well, "Who is she?" And you're, you're like. It's going to be tough to follow. And I went, <laughs> Did I say you, that? Yeah, but you weren't being a dick. You were just like, it's a, it's high energy. It's a woman. It's fucking crazy. Like, right. It is going to be fucking intense. And I'd never seen her. So I go around and I watch her. And it was just like, like, hi, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, you undersold that. This is going to be impossible to follow. <laughs> And then I think Zach Bramf came because it was her stepbrother or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? How many more guns do you have in your holster? Yeah, yeah. She kills. I used to have. She kills in such an epic fucking. Yeah, I used to have to follow her. So this is the Laugh Factory. And they were like the worst bombs I'd ever take. And she was so gutturally funny. Because that's what you're saying. It's like when you say smart jokes, nobody's saying these performers aren't smart. They're brilliant. 
But what I know what you mean by that when it's like people are going on stage and doing these very like almost like encyclopedia bits, you know, like, you know, well, if you read history, folks, the civil world, you know what I mean? And they're citing all these things or whatever. And then somebody like Jessica gets up and the bit is she's doing a, a black lady witnessing a UFO in the sky and she's like doing an impression of what she thinks that would sound like. And then she starts doing like the gospel singing. <laughs> it's a ship. Oh, Lord, it's a ship. I mean, it's, dude, it's fucking absurd. It's and it's fu- so fucking funny. It's like Brian Regan kind of funny, where it just gets yeah. you in your fucking stomach, where you're like, Jesus Christ, dude. That's like such a simple thing, and it's so fucking undeniably funny. It's, it's genius. I, I said to someone, they go, uh, I was doing a pre-interview for Conan, and they were like, why do you take your shirt off? And uh, I was like, I don't know. I, my answer was honest, but I couldn't say it on the, sh- on the show because I didn't want to sound like I was shitty. But I go, I didn't get into comedy because I like the math of it. Like, right. there are guys that love the math of comedy. Right. That love to dissect, like, uh, make a riddle. Work it right. backwards. I want a pajamas joke. Here we go. We're going to work it backwards. Right. And I go, and one of those guys that does that very well, and who I, lo- I love, is Dimitri Martin. Yeah. I go, I didn't get in it to, like, Dimitri's, like, very thoughtful about his approach to everything. If he took his shirt off, there would be a fucking reason he was taking his shirt off. Right. Dimitri is like the Bill Nye of yeah. comedy. It's all very thought out. It's all very, you know what I mean? Did you ever yeah. see his notebook? Uh, Dimitri's? Yeah. I, yeah, we started technically together. And um, I would go over to his house. He was married to a do- he was married to a doctor at the time. And I would go to his house. And it was almost like like serial killer-esque. Like he'd get up <laughs> and he goes, I need to have 10 new jokes. I yeah. need to have 10 new game ideas. I want to have 10 new uh, anagrams. I right. want to have 10 new. And he'd just do those. And he'd go, all right, now it's time to walk 145,000 steps up to well, Central Park and back or whatever. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to, and then I'm going to read. I'm going to go to the, he used to love going to the uh, uh, Museum of Radio and Television. Yeah. And just perusing just all the great. And he'd, he'd be like, oh, I spent like three hours there watching old Flip Wilson interviews. And I'm right. like, what? Well, yeah, because it was pre-YouTube. Yeah. When I used to, when my buddy Chip would come to New York to visit me, uh, he'd always come for the night. We would go there every time because we were so enamored and this idea that you could go into this building and watch on demand the series finale of All in the Family or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, that place was amazing. Uh, but nothing to take away from Dimitri. But but the thing is, like, I think myself included, Jessica, myself, uh, you know, Lisa Lampanelli, like the the bigger, the bolder, the more murderous. Like, come on, get up there. You know, I think now the older I get, I'm, I look at my storytelling and I go, I, I could do a little better. <laughs> like, uh, you're a monster storyteller. I know, but I've, today I was like, I get, I'm a very lazy writer. Like, I'll get half of, I call it like plate spinning. I'll get the joke up and running, and I'll be like, he's fine. We'll get back to him. I had to follow your when I the, before I did the TV version of this is not happening. I did the. I did the live version a couple times, but I did it at Riot Fest one year, and I had to follow your story, which was on video. It was a clip because they were advertising the show coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. What story was it? I can't remember, to be honest with you. Tracy Morgan. Because I left the fucking room because I was irritated. Because I was like, I got to follow fucking Kreischer's story. (laughs) And not only is it Kreischer's story... 
it's killing on the video already. Now they're going to show it killing on the video to this audience. It's double killing now. Dude. I was really mad because it was the first time I ever did it. And I was like, God damn it. I was really fucking pissed. That show that they taped was the, I want to say it was the pilot to sell to Comedy Central. Whew. It was so good. You killed. It was dude. me, Bill Burr, and, uh, and Jim Jeffries. Jesus Christ. And uh, and I go first. And I know Jim, but we don't like, we're not close. Right. Um, at the time. Not that we're close now, but we're a lot closer now. Sure. But, <clears throat> and Bill's next. So I go up, I tell the Tracy Morgan story. It murders. Yeah. Like murders. But I knew it murdered. But I'm it murders. And Ari asked me, will you please tell this story? We're trying to sell it. Right. And I was like, sure. So I tell it. And I get off. And Bill and Jim are sitting there going, I didn't know we were doing fucking bits. And I go... <sighs> I go, no, it's not. A, it's a story. It's what Ari asked me to tell. And they're like, motherfucker. And now they're, you can see them like working. And I was like, the only time I've ever seen these two monsters of comedy <laughs> been like, what the fuck, Kreischer? Like, how often do you tell it? I go, I've, I've told it. I've never told it on stage. I'd never told it on stage before that. Right. Time. <laughs> and he was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then they told the best fucking stories ever. And Ari's in the back going, I just caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Well, then when, well, when I did the TV show. I follow Artie Lang, oh. who's a good friend. Yeah. Artie goes up. So I'm already like, God damn it. Artie's <laughs> supposed to close it. He has to go first. Yeah. <laughs> right? At like the last minute. Yeah. He's like, Joe, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm so t- I, I'm sorry. I got to go first. I'm like, okay, it's fine. What am I going to say? No. Yeah. And then he tells me to go fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm like, all right, fuck. So Artie goes up. Everybody's all excited because it's Artie. Tells this story about being in a pig costume on Mad TV and going to buy Coke and driving and ripping the pig prosthetics off his face and doing blow in, like, his fucking Ferrari or whatever he was driving and, like, People seeing a pig doing coke on the fucking dude. It was the craziest fucking story God, I've ever heard. Got some great stories, and it is fucking destroying. It is destroying, <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it! Yeah. Right? So he finishes the story. It's like, by the way, it's like a 20 minute fucking story. It's like yeah. an epic. He finishes the story. Ari walks to the foot of the stage, and Artie goes, uh, "So uh, yeah, I guess that's it." And then the crowd's kind of like, ah, and then, and Ari goes, tell another story, dude, <laughs> and walks away and Artie tells like another 15 minute epic, dude. And I'm like, God damn it. Stop it right now. That did the first time we did. This is not happening for TV. Uh, I go up my tell the fighting a bear story. I think that's the one you that is the one they played at the thing. Oh, that might have been it. Yeah, that yeah, is the yeah. one because I remember. Yeah, because I remember the bear. Yes, I did I, watch enough of it. They, I they, they, I tell the fight in the bear story. I forget who's after me, but it's not it's not someone that is like it's not someone that is uh, it's someone that Comedy Central requested. Right. You know what that means? It's like, yes. So like it's not a comic. It's like someone like an actor who's telling a, a, yeah, a yeah, fable. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Which is is good sometimes, but then you know, fable. Sometimes you're like, hey man, like, you know, it is Comedy Central. We are stand up comics. We have been working our whole life for this. I understand that that person is very noteworthy, but like, it's gonna not be great. They're not gonna be the best storyteller. Right. Sure, like, this is a storytelling show. Right. Um. And, uh, now, adversely, there are some amazing, like Henry Rollins is fucking amazing. Yeah. But he's you know, but he does live spoken work. Well, he also essentially does a weird form of stand up comedy. Yeah. Exactly. And so. 
I tell the fight in the bear story and I can see the person ready to come up and they're just sweating bullets. I don't know who it is. I can't remember. And, uh, and it's not whoever was on the show with me because that's not how it went back then. You just shot a gang, shot a bunch of them and they piece together for time. Whoever's worked together. Right. And so they're fucking sweating it. And I go, all right, uh, that's my time. And Ari comes up and he's like, would you tell the machine story? <laughs> And so I tell the machine story, and it fucking, and that's all these people wanted to hear, and it destroys. And I get off, and the other person's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Great. Yeah. That's fucking great. I love it. It's so funny. Yeah. The, but, uh, yeah. I ended up having a great set. I should I should throw that part in. Well, yeah. You, dude, but I ended up having fuck, a good you're story. You're fucking amazing. We, you know what's so funny is uh, we said this, me and Fultron said this, because you had to follow... Who Silverman. It was Silverman. Sarah Silverman. At the Comedy Jam? At the Comedy Jam. And we were like, and we were like, this is going to be a tough one for Joe. Because she's, first of all, I'm, look, I am a massive Sarah fan. Like, legit of her yeah. comedy, as her as a person. And, and I do think she's absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Like, so yeah. much. Yeah. But, man, she uh, she sang Bottle of Red. Yes. Yeah, Billy Joel. White. And it took down the house, and she did great stand up before that. Yes. And then, and then you get up, and she's and- there with Michael Sheen, who's one of my favorite actors. By the I'm, way, I'm sitting in the green room talking to her and Michael Sheen, like just trying to play it cool. Like, now nah, we're just do two dudes talking, and he's like, "Oh, mate, you're doing the Rush song. I love Rush. Fucking a, what, 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 you know." And I'm just yeah. like trying to be like, "Yeah, dude, they're they're cool, man." You know, he, he, <laughs> I didn't know he was an actor. I didn't know who he was, and then we leave that night. And, or at the end of the night, Sarah said something like, hey, can you not uh, put any of my set in that? Because I was vlogging at the time. Yeah. So can you make sure that none of my set's in that? And I go, of course. And I was like, sure. And I'll, I'll, I won't put in your boyfriend. And she was like, oh, that's fine. Or something like, that's fine. Right. He's used to it. And I was like, okay. Okay. And I was like, used to it. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I go, who is this guy? I think yeah. he's a nice enough guy. Right. He's very nice. And then it was really sweet. That's why I didn't think he was famous. Turns out he's like a fucking massive actor. Yeah, dude, he's in Frost Nixon, one of my favorite movies yeah. in the last like ten years. <laughs> he's fucking, he's great. fucking amazing. But the best part is, I I'm, I think I had to follow you. Yes, and so I'm getting ready, and and full charge is backstage watching you start singing, and he comes out and he's like, "Oh shit, Joe's not in trouble. <laughs> Joe's not in trouble." And I go, "What?" And I go out and fro- and full charge goes. Someone goes, "You know, Joe's in like bands growing up," and I went. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> no way, dude. Because you brought the house down. Well, no, I did. I did the. Um, I did. I was. I did the. You can find it online on my vlog. It's. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know if it says goddamn comedy jam, but I did uh, plush because he had just died. Yeah, and I did it in assless chaps and a thong. Yeah, and I sent pictures of that to Joanne Grigioni from the from backstage. Oh yeah, and she was like, "Man, you guys must be having a blast." And I was like, "We're fucking having a great time over here." That's the one thing I always missed. I feel like I'm bummed out I didn't get to have is Joanne and Anne uh-huh. were fun as fuck to party with. Right the here. best. Like I, ne- I only party with them, I'm sure, but not like the extent of which. Like there was a period in New York where I would say it's it is it was like it was like uh, Schumer. And Nikki and yeah. and you and Big J yeah. and Kurt and Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Like, everyone yeah. was at, like, and everyone was partying with Ann and Han- And I remember saying, like, someone was like, oh, yeah, we're going out with Ann and Joanne. And I was like, oh, yeah, because we were doing a show called Reality Bites back at the time. And I was like, 
I was like, you go, you go party with Comedy Central? I mean, I felt so separated from the business. Oh, they're the best, man. They're the best. But, like, they, they were, they were, you know, we were all, I mean, not, not that any of us are old, but we were all young, younger then. We were all in our 20s or yeah. early 30s. So uh, it was a little easier to get away with, uh, you know, the late nights or whatever else. But, uh, it, you know, we had it. We, it was the best time. There was a stretch where, when Amy was, I remember when Amy was doing that that Reality Bites back show you're talking about. Yeah, she would have these get-togethers, and it'd be Amy. Uh, I don't think Nikki lived there yet. Maybe. She oh yeah, did. Nikki was uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, but it'd or be St. Like Louis. Amy Jesselneck, uh, Joanne, and Al Jackson. <sighs> me. Uh, Sometimes like a Mulaney, you know, uh, uh, Rachel Feinstein, um, man, we would just, we'd go over to Amy's and just get fucking hammered. Yeah. Like, and just, and a lot of the times it was just to watch reality bites bet. Like she'd be like, it's on tonight. Come over. And we'd, we wouldn't really watch it. It would just be on. She was, uh, on the, on the episode I got kicked off on, I got naked and face fucked Michael Ian Black. And, uh, I was on the road that weekend. And I was like, "This is gonna fuck up my career forever. This is legit gonna fuck up my career." Why? Because I, 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 it just I didn't know if it was funny or not. And so like I get kicked off. And but I, he, oh, you thought the show in general? No, I did my what I did. I thought my, did Michael was Mike cool with it? Uh, yeah. Well, he ended up breaking character, but there, oh. they could have edited that to look very bad. Oh, okay, like just to look bad to be like they could have made it juicy where it's just like, oh, this man's a fool, right? But like I, I was supposed to. Take off, give him my swim trunks, trunks back, and he didn't think I took my swim trunks off, and, and and he didn't think I'd really give them to him. And then, let alone, he's like, "You've made a series of life poor life decisions, Bert." And and I was like, "And they just keep getting worse." And I knock down all the chairs on the boardroom table. I get up on the boardroom table, start like air humping him on my knees. I'm humping his face, uh-huh. and then I put my feet over the back of his chair and I pull him into my junk, and he's just like veering away like no no and he goes i go look at it michael look at it and he goes i'm afraid i'll turn to stone and i said party you will and then <laughs> and then i kicked a flip and spun like a breakdance spin on my back and stuck it right in front of him and he fucking fell apart laughing <laughs> and and they kept in him laughing they kept in him breaking character which is so not i mean it made it Right, but Amy texted me. I was on the road. She texted me immediately. It was back when Amy and I were close, and she was like, uh, "Fucking best part of the series ever. You have nothing to be worried." Because I told her I was really super worried. Right, and I was. She's like, "This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. You're going to be so happy with it." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, Amy." I miss those days, man. They were, you know, I'm 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 happy for Amy and her success. Um, We certainly don't have the the contact we used to have. Yeah, uh, which is not a passive slight or anything it's just things happen and people go move into different directions or whatever yeah but like i miss those days just because they were simpler man you know it's it's there was there was just you know you look back and you go oh i was so much more broke and and everything seemed much more of a competition and this and that but it's like you know what man it was it was just a simple time like it was enough on a wednesday night to like go and hang out in her living room with six good friends and drink bottles of wine and laugh and there wasn't any 
there, there didn't need to be a lot more to it than that. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. any quest for anything much greater because none of us knew what was coming the next day. I said that. To, I was talking to Jay about that, Big Jay. When we were, when I was in New York, I remember we used to go to the Bag It In every night after the show. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. It was, that was just that was where everyone gathered, and you could also drink for almost nothing. So I your money twenty five bucks a night, and I just go down and give it to them. Yeah, and go. I'm gonna just keep drinking until this runs out, and they would never cut me off. Right, and I just and I just drink beer like just pints the whole night, and uh, sit in that little corner by the window. Yep, and uh, yeah, and then they'd lock the doors, and you could smoke weed in there and shit. Like, yeah, you, you did do the shut in if you were one of the comics. That was those were some really. And I said to Big J, I said, you know, I, this is what I've I've said. I've always said to the people that I'm friends with, like I don't I don't have I don't think I have any like friends that i met when they were famous I, I take that back rogan i met when he was famous right i was such a massive fan of his right um but like i was friends with big J when there was nothing to gain that well that's exactly what i'm saying it's like it, it, my 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 the years where i hung out most with amy were years where there was absolutely no benefit it, it could let's put it this way Either one of us could have become famous at that point. You know what I, I mean? If you told, if you had told me, if you had told me on Reality Bites back that she would be the most famous comic, other than Kev, that I knew, it's insane. I would have been like, "You're out of your fucking mind." And not to say that she wasn't funny, but I just was like, "There's like, like the, the odds, like what the fuck?" Well, that's you know? that's my point. It's like you're not even thinking about any of that back then. Yeah, it's not even. It's not. And and once that happens, I had no. I here's the thing. I will say, I had never, ever, ever, ever had an ulterior motive with Amy Schumer ever in my life. She could get me nothing. She could give me nothing. Mm-hmm. It was the exact opposite. I, I was friends with her only because I thought. She was funny. Like, I thought she was funny. Right. And I, we'd let her stay at her house. We'd She'd stay at my sister's house. My sisters liked her. They had nothing to gain from her. They, exactly. had not, they just liked her. Yeah, it was, it was, th- yeah, exactly. It was just a simpler time. Nobody could have ever thought any of us would be starring, doing, doing our specials, let alone fucking movies or whatever else. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, um, it was just an easier time, like, and I do miss it. I do miss it because once, and that's why I say earlier, like, Amy and I aren't in great, in we're not really at all in contact anymore. But again, it's not because of anything bad. Yeah, it's because it's just, it's just her. Right, it's a, she has to take a Senate meeting to talk about Chuck Schumer's crocodile tears. <laughs> that's what she's doing today. She's taking a fucking meeting with the Senate. Like, really? That's her life now. That's okay. her life. So that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Once you move into a certain stratosphere, it's like it's just a different way of existing. And there's something so genuine and pure and beautiful about when nobody really has any money. And it's a big deal that you can finally afford a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And it's a big deal that you can finally go out to the bar on a Tuesday with your friends because you can afford to drop $35 and yeah. not have to go to the bag at in and ask Ronan, the bartender, to please just give you, like you said, as much as you can yeah. for this amount of money. You know, like, it's, it's, I, I miss those days. Not to say I don't like it here. I, I really like L.A. I feel really lucky to have the life I have here. I feel really lucky to be doing the things I'm doing now, to have new friends. You know, you're, we don't hang out a ton, but you're a guy I consider a pal. So yeah. it's like, you know, and like, you're one of the, 
many people I feel like I've met out here that I'm like, oh, it's like that guy is here. That yeah. makes L.A. better. The, uh, the L.A. right now, you know, but there is like a weird thing. Like I've known I've known Bill for eight, seven, eight, 19 years. Right. Uh, and but even still, it's like it's like like our, like one of the things Bill's that I did a podcast with him and he forgot we were doing a podcast. So he comes over to hang with me and Segura and I have mics out and he's like, oh, Oh, so we're leveraging our friendships to get a better high in the business, huh? Right. And you're like, God damn it. Like, like, I love hanging out with Bill, but at the same time, I realize if I just put a mic out, I could make fucking 40 grand. You know, it stinks. But like, and the same with Joe. It's like, I talked to Joe the other day and, and, and he goes, uh, he's like, you know what? Just. Let just come on the podcast, save it for the podcast, and I'm like, cool, like, right, you know. But like, then then Joe texts, you know, this is the thing that Joe has nothing to gain from me, so like, I don't, I don't give that, I don't get him anything. Right. Joe is the, is the, the you know, master of his own domain, and he just texts me and he's like, hey man, I'm doing a show at the Ice House. You want to come out and hang out? And you're like, that that's. That's friendship. That's what that's right. what I got into this business for was to be with a bunch of like I never understood the guys that are like I'm gonna do my set and then go right home. And you're like you don't want to hang out with everybody. Right. You don't want to talk shit. You don't right. want to tell lies about other people. Right, 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 right. Well, and that was the beauty of you know to go circle back to New York. Like that New York scene was great for that. You know, yeah. it was the, especially the seller at that time that we were discussing. That was a great time to walk in there and 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 just hang out. Like you could hang. Just night after night till 4 a.m. Because it was open till 4. Yeah. Uh, as most New York bars are, or many are. And you could just sit there till 4 a.m. And then at 4 a.m. you'd go out into the street and then you'd stand in the street till 5 a.m. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes and just talking shit. And it was laughing harder than you've ever laughed in your life. You know what I mean? Like, that's the fun part. That's the one, th- that's the one thing I miss about New York. Not the one thing, but that's one of the things I miss about the New York comedy scene. But I also am sort of grateful that it doesn't exist in the same way out here because it has kept me from staying up till 5 a.m. every yeah. fucking night and getting up earlier it and exists being more productive for myself. In in L.A. or my experience in L.A., it's like it, it happens at the store and you go to the store and either everyone's in the green room for the main room or everyone's in the back bar. And you get you get a very condensed version of it, and it's very loving in a weird way. It's not as it's not as ball breaky as it was. Yeah, like it, you know, I I, I I had thin skin. I me too. I used to get my feelings hurt all the fucking time. I would love to be a part of that scene over there, man. Do you I not just, work over the store? No, no. Just t- call you know Red Band, right? Oh yeah, very. Call well. Red Band and do some main room shows and get in. They'll see you, and then that's how it I, works. they've seen me. They just they were flat out like we don't have any more room for anybody right they, now. They they said that to me. Yeah. By the way, I just got past everyone listen to this. Oh, you just got past. I just got past the store. When? Uh uh I don't know. Someone can tell me online. Probably like 6 months ago. Oh shit, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so like, there's still hope. Oh, yeah. I'm 44. I just got past. Okay, good. So like and but and I had tried a bunch when it was under different management and and then I think Bill and Al um lobbied for me and and they were like adam's like i just don't have room for him man i don't have room for him yeah and then i was like and he was like i'm really sorry i think you're hilarious that's what he said obviously to, i want to put said to me in. he was a gentleman yeah. he was really sweet he was really cool it. and he was like yeah. i just don't have room you have no idea he goes i got 13 more comics than i got spots every fucking day right and i was like i was like okay 
and I, I hurt my feelings, and I didn't know how to take it. And I was like, fine, I guess this is just something that doesn't happen. That's how I felt, too. And I yeah. was like, it's not his fault, but it, I, I'm just It's sad. not his fault. It's like you ask a girl out, she says no. It's like, well, I can't be mad at her, yeah. but I'm still a little sad. And then I ran into him in Montreal, and he was like, he was like, he was like hey, man, you're past. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I got room. You're past. I've wanted you. I, you know I wanted to pass you when I first... I, like when I first got to the club, but I couldn't. I just couldn't. I really appreciate you being cool. Thank you, man. And he's like, you're past. And I was like, he's like, calling your veils on Monday. And I was like, fuck yes. And then I called oh, him my awesome. veils, and I was like, f- uh, and then, and dude, it was the it is the greatest place because you call in your veils, and everyone knows it's your first night getting there as a paid regular, and so everyone's so excited for you. Oh, and you nice. go up and you do your spot, and everyone comes and goes, great job, great job. And but the the hang that you get at the at the store is like it's like the other night it was me i think it was i don't know me Fitzsimmons, rogan and norm mcdonald and norm mcdonald norm mcdonald just fucking goes off on a rant and just and it's just, and like it's all fans of comedy back there yeah. and everyone's watching one of the greatest comics that's ever lived just tell story after story and no one's interrupting everyone's just like wide-eyed like right. holy shit that's the beauty of the store it's like right. ron white going all right Everyone up to my house, and you're like, "Fuck!" And like, we're going to Ron White's house. Oh, that's awesome, dude! It the store is great. I would not wait. What did you do around? Come on, man. I didn't go. Why? I had a flight the next day. I had a flight at six a.m. and I was like, I was like, if I do this, I'm going to be dying tomorrow. I can't do this to my body. And I was like, All right, fair enough. I go. I know that this will happen again. That will invite people up. And he's he invited people up. Uh, he's happened twice, once at the store and then once after the goddamn comedy jam I did with him and Burr. He was like, let's go to my house and do a party. And I had a flight that night. I was like, motherfucker. That's hilarious, man. I've been to his I house and party. I that guy but, yeah. still likes to hang. He's the best, man. And guys like him at the store, is like, it's like, it makes it like a big fucking family. And it, See, but, man, guys like Ron it, make me go, why am I taking a booze break? Why? <laughs> The truth is, it seems like he's having a good time. Yeah, he's he's our canary in the mine. As long as Ron's still fucking doing spots, that means I can call him my avails. God damn it! <laughs> the, All uh, I want to do tonight is have drinks. I'm going out of my fucking mind. What are you now, supposed I to do? I don't know tonight? if that's a bad sign or a good sign. I should have to get together to brainstorm for a pilot that I'm doing with some friends. Who? Anyone I know. Yeah, Michelle Buteau, okay. uh, who was one of my best friends. She and I are the, the co-hosts of this thing. And and then uh, m- my friend Eric Abrams, who used to work Fuck at yeah. Comedy Central. Fuck you, Eric. Uh, and, I just uh, I just tried to get Eric to collaborate yeah. on a pilot with me, and he's like, I can't. I got too much shit going on. And my friend, <laughs> uh, well, if it makes you feel better, we started on this a year ago. I know. He said, he goes, he, he we talked the other night at the All Things Comedy meeting, yeah. and he was like, He's like, dude, you know I want to work with you. You know I love you, but I, I got, I got two projects I'm working on. I got my own ideas, and I keep saying, people keep saying, if you don't start working on your own stuff, then you're never going to work on your own stuff. That's why I stopped staff writing. Yeah, that's exactly why. And the second I said I'm never staff writing again, we sold this fucking thing, and I was like, okay, that's enough of a sign that yeah. I did the right thing. Yeah. But the, uh, and Jesse Jesse Shapiro, who's also a friend, I love Jesse. Yeah. So, four really great people. So, tonight we have to get together. I can't talk about what the project is, but we are getting together tonight to sort of have, like, a team-building exercise. Like, meaning, hey, guys, we have to really be able to create in a free space together, and we don't all know one another that well. 
Yeah. Let's get together. Let's establish our tone, our vibe. Let's have fun. Let's get laughing. Like, let's just get a good energy going yeah. and kick some ideas around. So it's like, all I want to do, I live in Atwater, which is, in my opinion, do you know Atwater? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's right behind Eagle Rock? It's between, like, Eagle Rock, Glendale, and Los Feliz. Okay, yeah. I like it's that area. It's the fucking greatest neighborhood. Yeah. Just bars. Uh, we have a bar in my hood. It's walking distance from where I live. It's called The Roost. It's one of the best dive bars in L.A. Cash only. This little old Asian couple runs it. Uh, they rent out the kitchen. This other Asian lady is whipping up shit in the kitchen. It's fucking delicious. It's a dive, dude. Red vinyl. Holy killer shit. jukebox. At Christmas time, it's 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 front to back, floor to ceiling, like the white Christmas trees, like those fucking Northeast Philly yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. trees. Lights everywhere. Dude, it is the fucking greatest. All I want to do is be like, guys, fuck this. Because we're meeting at my place. Let's go over there. Let's sit down. Let's start the fucking pictures coming. And let's just have some fucking fun and start talking. But you've got nine days under your belt. You could definitely have one day off. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. And I also have to tomorrow. I have to do getting high, getting dug with high. And I'm like, I called my buddy today. I was like, dude, I know I said I'm on this regiment. I was like, I might have to break that shit tomorrow. Give, it, give yourself I was like, two days off. I was like, I can't. I can't go on camera and just smoke weed without drinking anything. I'll have a fucking panic, panic attack. attack, dude. Yeah. I cannot. I still haven't done Getting Dug With High. Um, and I, I love that podcast. I love that show. Yeah. I listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's funny. Um, But I wouldn't be able to do it sober. No. No. I'd need... I need some. I need a here's, bottle of here's wine. Here's my plan. Here's my, and I'm sure Doug would approve. I'm assuming. I don't really know Doug that well, but really? oh yeah, he'd approve. Uh, Bring a hundred cheeseburgers. N- well, I'll do that. But I'm gonna get up tomorrow morning at like nine thirty. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking start waking and baking because they're picking me up at twelve fifteen. Really? PM to go do that. Did that the internet studio one? Yeah, that's a great. Uh, place. So I'm gonna fucking. I think I'm gonna wake and bake all morning. So by the time I get there, I'm I'm like, I'm cool, man. Like I'm ready to smoke some serious weed with you, and I'm not gonna freak out. I don't want to break the fucking seal on camera with him. Break the seal. That's what makes it great. Break the seal and possibly freak out. Do you realize how viral that video would go? Have you ever seen the video of? Uh, I think it's Owen Benjamin uh, eating edibles with Joey Diaz and having a panic attack. No. It is fucking awesome. He eats edibles with Joey, and he eats way too much, and he eats like you know ten thousand milligrams or whatever Joey yeah, eats. Fuck that and shit! All of a sudden, he starts going like this. Was it no? Is, is, it, is, it, is it is it is it Owen or is it Theo? Anyway, it's like this, and then he just goes, "I need to leave, man," and he just gets up and walks out. It is so great! It is so great! It is so great. Go get – what you should do is just go break the seal there. Have that energy. That energy will make it for a great show. I'm talking as a fan of the show. And then bring yourself a bottle. Bring yourself a nice little fucking fifth or something. A few pops. I might have a few pops before I go on camera. That's a good call. Is that cheating? Nope. All right. That, I would definitely do that. All right, I'll have a few pops before I go on camera. That'll that'll in place of the wake and bake. That'll loosen you up. And then I'll break the seal there. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I, I get high. When I do Rogan, I'll get high before I start drinking. And there's always like a solid 
uh, like 15 minutes where I go, where I, 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 it happens every time where I go, hmm, I feel like I'm inside a podcast. Like, that's I, so funny, dude. That's because I, I have headsets on and I'm listening, I listen to the podcast so much. I go, I am inside a podcast. That's so funny, dude. I, I, I have a story about going, not, I don't tell it on stage, I just tell it in life sometimes. But I went to see Fu Manchu, one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, at the Troubadour and I this was when I didn't smoke I had been off weed for years I didn't really smoke it at all now I smoke fairly regularly now yeah but I have to have I either have to be alone or with people I know really well or drinking yeah I can't just blaze the fuck up with whatever that's why I'm afraid tomorrow that I'm gonna be like a little like jittery because I don't know Doug that well by the way I'll watch it live if just fucking go in yeah get a few pops and you go I will watch it live and I will chat thread in it I'll comment all right oh, I can't fucking wait they're picking me up at 1215 tomorrow so yeah I got nothing to do tomorrow so, I kind of wish I was going with you why don't you just come with me because because oh, because I have a flight tomorrow I don't want to get fucking baked and then get on a plane you have a fl- oh flight. I think you said a fight. Like, what do you mean fight? What are you talking about? Uh, the uh, so I'm so anyway. But I went to see Fu Manchu, and it was at a period where I hadn't smoked weed in a long, long time. And uh, we're drinking at my my buddy and his wife were in town, and it's the last night. We're all going to go to the show at the Troubadour, so we're drinking at my place. Uh, and I take like a hit of weed. I'm like, ah, they're stone, they're stone a rock band. I gotta be a little high. Yeah, we're outside waiting for the Uber. They they split. They're breaking up a cookie. They're fucking eating it. There's a quarter of it left. They're like, I don't want any more. I don't want. Do you want this, Joe? It's a little quarter. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. It's a quarter of a cookie. I pop it, dude. Not even knowing what the milligram. I didn't even know that was a thing yet. Oh, because I was still pretty new to LA. We go to the Troubadour. I'm feeling fucking good. I go to the bar, I get two double Jack Daniels on ice. So they give me two full fucking cups, like cups yeah. of Jack Daniels. We go into the fucking room. I'm finished both of them within the 10 minutes that we're standing there waiting for the band to come on because we, we didn't see the opener. We just went for the headliner. They come on, dude. I was like in fucking heaven. And the way I always tell the story is, by the fourth song, I was like, am I in the band? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening right now? And then, then, dude, I crashed, and I was like, it was exactly like that DS thing you were talking about. I turned to my buddy, and I was like, I got to get out of here right now, because I felt like I had eaten a pound of mushrooms. Yeah. And I was freaking, dude. And we got home. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was on my couch, and they're like, listen, dude, we're going to walk across the street to McDonald's and get you some food. It's cool, dude. You're cool. Don't sweat it, man, all right? And I remember they went to McDonald's. I was sitting on my couch, and I remember thinking, oh, this is how you die. This is how you're going to die. This is how, like, when people go, it was weird. We were just out having fun, and he just died. We didn't know why he died. Yeah. Or he just died in his sleep. There was no, like, hard drugs in his system. I was like, this is what they're talking about. I'm gonna fucking make sense, and then I didn't die. But you know, dude, I, the, I've, I, I've had a number of times where I like ate too much because um, there was a period of time where I would, I don't know if I was, it was, you know, my one of my one of the spirals I get into. But I get in the man cave and I have a cocktail, and it's just I can't find the bottom of it. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, eh. 
Like, fuck, I, I, this isn't working. Like, that sucks when that happens, when you can't get drunk. And I'm just like, and then I'm like, oh, you know, my sisters gave me these edibles. So I popped a handful of uh, goldfish one time. How many? Like, just a handful. I figured it's a big bag. Figure pour a handful. That would be. Oh, no, dude. I called my sisters and they were like, you should have had like two or three. Yeah. They're like, don't. How many do you have? I was like, maybe 15. And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, fuck. And then my butthole connects to the couch. I feel it connect. And I went, oh, this is bad. This yeah. is really bad. And I and I, and then the next morning I had to wake up and go to do shit at my daughter's school. And I was still fucking high. And I was Ugh. just like, I was like, well, when's this going to go away? When did the, what was the peak of the high? Uh, when I was having a panic attack in bed uh, with a big glass of Jack, just wolfing it down so I'd pass out. Yeah, and that's make that makes it worse because yeah. you're not you're not falling asleep, and then you're getting drunker, and then the drunker is bringing out the more stoned. And you they said they, they say never eat edibles on an empty stomach. Really? Yeah, they say that that it's the same as so like when you take Xanax. I take Xanax. I used to take it a lot, but I take it sometimes. Like uh, like if I'm home and I'm you know I'm just. I'll be like, oh, I'll take it at four o'clock. It will make me not drink, and so I take a Xanax. Um, and they say take it on an empty stomach, and you feel it. If you don't take it on an empty stomach, you almost don't feel it. If yeah. I take such a low milligram, that that might be another reason. When you say you feel, I've never felt it, and I've never taken it on an empty stomach. What do you mean by Xanax? you feel it? Yeah, you never. Ta- uh, no, I have it. I take it. Yeah, but I take it on a full stomach, and usually just before bed to just, and it just kind of helps me calmly sleep, like without how much? What's thinking. your milligram? Five or ten or something. It's not five milligrams. Why is that a lot? <laughs> or point five? Point five. It's point five. Yeah, I guess point five. Five milligrams. <laughs> you would not be getting out of bed. <laughs> well, why? But why do they? Why do they, they, they say? They make up. They make up. I had a dentist one time, and I said to him, "I said I have a, uh, I have a flight tonight, and I just got in a root canal." And he was putting me on antibiotics. And I said, but I have a flight tonight. Can you give me something for my flight? Cause I, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'll give you a Xanax. And I was like, cool. And he's like, well, you want one for there and then one for the ride back? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And so he gives them to me. They're four milligrams. Four? Those are like called Zanny bars. And oh, they're, they're like the big ones? The, yeah, and I fucking eat it at the airport. And all of a sudden, I'm literally drooling like... I remember I tried to I was trying to stand but I was wobbling oh, and so shit. I sat down and I was just hunched over like a junkie <laughs> and I was like get me in this plane and I got in the plane I was flying to Tampa I got in the plane and I was out I was out and I didn't come back for like a full day afterwards and then I broke that other one into a hundred pieces and ate a little bits of it for the rest of the year <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I guess I have point fives, but I'll say, I'll take them before bed, and I'll be, I'll be calm, and I'll just fall asleep. But then I have a really hard time waking up the next morning. Yeah. Okay. This can I tell you what I do? I take them at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and that way you ride it. You, you're calm and relaxed throughout the evening, and then when you get in bed, you'll still fall asleep like a dream. And then when you wake up, it's been in your system for like fucking fourteen hours, and so it's it's worked its way out. But what do you mean by you'll feel it? What does that mean? You don't feel Xanax? No, I've never. My buddy always described it perfectly to me. He How wrote, often do you take them? Not not often. It, like, yeah, it's it just levels you out. You just no no no. I feel that part of it. But he but he always pointed out that it was a good point. He he would say it's not like you feel affected by it. He was like you'll just realize oh I'm not nervous. Yeah, it's more like a realization of like oh I feel calm. Oh, I was on those. My first blood pressure medicine was beta blockers. Uh huh. And I. 
I took, I'd take them and I'd be like, Oh, I'm cool as fuck right now. Like I remember I took one and I had a, I had a car service taking me from a, 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 a college gig to shoot TV. And it was like a four hour car, five hour car ride. And I was like, I was like, I'm just going to get a couple bottles of wine for the fucking ride. And I'll just wolf back wine and watch Bonnie McFarland's movie, mm-hmm. the documentary. And I get in the car and I just go, I don't really need the wine. I was like, I don't feel nervous. Like, right. I thought I'd feel nervous. I go, I feel fine. I was like, no wine. And I didn't drink wine the whole night. And I was like, that's odd. And then the next day I got up and I was like, got done our shoot. And I was like, maybe I'll get a drink. And I was like, I don't feel like I need it. And then I was, I said to my, my cardiologist, I said my blood pressure was super fucking low. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's a beta blocker. That's it'll. What it does is it gets rid of your nerves. And I went, are you serious? I go, how come I haven't been on these my whole fucking life? Right. Half of me drinking is getting nervous about going to bed. Right, right. So well, let me ask you this. If I take a Xanax when I get home tonight, will I not want to drink later? No. That has nothing to do with not wanting to drink. It's just for me, I don't drink and do pills at the same time. Right. And so uh, I, if I take a Xanax, I will not drink. But you still feel like you want to drink. Or I would you, love a drink right now. But I mean, but do you get the beta blocker thing where you're like, I don't need the drink? Oh, no. Uh, yes. So like, so like, okay, so last night I'd come in off the road Monday, Sunday, and we ended up drinking all day Sunday. Or we had friends over and we stayed out late and the girl, it was just fucking great. It was a really great night. And so we ended up partying. Monday, I just am like really hungover. My back hurts. My shoulder hurts. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And I'm like, ugh. That's the worst. And I'm, and I'm just like so hungover that like by the time my wife comes home, and she's like, hey, we have a party at your sister's house. I'm like, oh, shit. I could totally use a drink. Right. Because uh, if not, I was going to take a Xanax and go to bed. And then I was like, I could totally use a drink. And I was like, yes. Had I taken a Xanax, I wouldn't have needed a drink at all. I like, But in that moment, I was like, I'm hungover as shit. I know this a drink will right this boat. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I mean, if I take Xanax, I don't. I definitely am pretty chill. But there's been definitely been times I've taken Xanax and be like, I could use a cocktail. Maybe take this up a notch. When did you slow your drinking down? I don't know. People who listen to this have been to my live shows. Are like, it slowed down. I slowed it down uh, when I stopped doing Travel Channel, which was what two years ago. No, it was like very recently, like six months ago. Because I was going to say, like, when I met you in New York, which was probably eight years ago. At this point, definitely more than that. Ah, nine years ago. I mean, it wasn't that much. I've only been doing comedy fifteen years. Yeah, it wasn't ten years ago. Maybe, maybe you're right. You might be right. But, uh, but when I met you in New York, you were, you were definitely not. I'm having five, four, four drinks over two hours, guy. Oh, like you were, no, 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 no. I was putting them back. Yeah. I still get like that, by the way. But I might I, have misjudged my drinking. But that's, yeah. but that's also why I'm like, ah, shit, maybe I got to pump the brakes on this a little bit is because like I, I sometimes have a hard time not doing that. You know what I mean? But then I start to do this age game where I go, well, I'm 39, like Bert's 44. I got a few years before I got to worry about it. And when I was 40, I quit drinking for two months, my 40, up to my 40th birthday. And then I, my drinking slowed drastically. But then I started – my TV show Trip Flip started giving me a little bit of PTSD and I didn't realize it was happening. And I didn't realize – and it was – and I was a big mess. I was a mess from my 40th up until my 40 – up until my 44th birthday. I was I was a big mess because I was like – I was just – I was really uncomfortable with what I was doing every single day. I was jumping out of 
airplanes and jumping off of fucking buildings and jumping off of stadiums and swimming with sharks and fucking playing like paddleboarding with hippos and i was just like i was like none of this shit was fucking appetizing to me right and because it also it was like i was doing it and i wasn't being they were shooting me doing it but they weren't putting it in the show most of the time right so i was like what the fuck am i like i was i was really having a hard time and my wife i had a i had a spin out in nashville in knoxville and my wife was like what do you mean? Uh, uh, fucking, it happened before. It probably happened like three times where it's like, just old birdie boy's not taking care of himself and just partying and get partying and then partying and harder. And then next thing you know, I'm and I can't find the bottle of a bottle of wine and I'm in a fucking hotel room in Paris and I'm shaking. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like I'm having panic attacks and I'm like, I'm like, this isn't good. Like, I don't want to get on a plane tomorrow. I'm scared. I'm going to die like really bad. And it was a lot of what somewhat my doctor said it was my thyroid mostly. Um, But it was also partying and being abroad and being uh, being like, you know, I had a month where I flew back and forth from Italy three times and then to Paris. And then you go hella skiing in Switzerland and you almost die on a mountain. And no, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. hyperbole, but, you know, you get injured and you're like, and then one day you're in Paris and you're just like, and you've been partying in Paris because it's Paris and everyone's having a good time. And then the crew leaves early and you're the last man out and you're by yourself in a hotel room and you're like, I'll just have a con- normal dinner and I'll be fine. And then you don't and you just start drinking bottles of wine and then you end up in your room and you can't go to sleep and you're just like, you're fucking totally out. And then I was, you, I call my wife and my wife's like, it's going to be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It happened like three times. And, uh, and then the last time it happened was in Knoxville. I was supposed to go to, uh, I was supposed to go to LA and then I think from LA I had to go to like I had to go to like New Zealand but I was wanted to stay home for a day or two mm-hmm. and they were like no we don't have that in the schedule when you land we'll meet you at baggage claim we'll take you over to your New Zealand flight and I just it's, it, that, all that stuff builds up in me and I, my stomach starts getting uneasy and I'm not going to see my kids now for two more weeks and I just start fucking spinning out and my wife's like and I call my wife and she can just hear it in my voice and uh, the first one that ever happened was in uh, was in Las Vegas when I was I had to jump off the stratosphere. Oh I, fuck that shit! Oh dude, I woke up. I was like, no, I'll just go to dinner, have a few drinks, and sleep soundly. That doesn't happen, right? Fuck a few shots of tequila, a few beers, sushi, and then you wake up in the middle of the night sweating, and you're like dry heaving. I couldn't stop throwing dry heaving. Right. I call my wife. I go, I'm running away. She was like, what? I go, I'm running away. I go, I made some really bad decisions in my life, and this was one of them. I should never have said yes to the show. Right. Because I'm watching. I'm, it's 1,100-foot free fall, 16 seconds. And I'm like – And this is the night before you had to do it? The night before I had to do it. I'm sweating, and I and like I can't I can't even get on the bed because I feel like the bed's a building. I'm going to fall off of it. And just panic attacks, man, really bad panic attacks. And then uh, and then the last one was in Knoxville. And then did she, you do it? Yeah, I jumped. I've done them all. I've never did nothing that I didn't do. It, but the thing was, I had these a lot. Like you just have scary shit you got to do, like jump off the world's tallest outdoor rope swing. You know, it's like five hundred and twenty feet. Jump off the world's tallest indoor rope swing. The night before you do that, man, you're having panic attacks. Like, yeah, I, sure. I was having panic attacks, and booze was the only thing I knew that could fix it. And but then sometimes it would revert on you, and I and I'd just be like, I can't sleep. I can't get drunk. I feel like I'm drinking all night. I don't. I gotta stop drinking. I can't start. I can't be. It can't be two in the morning, and I'm drinking up until call time at seven. I can't do that. I need to right. have a break, and because I am a, a normal person too. But my wife, yeah, my wife, the last one in Knoxville, she was like, "You're done. You're going to therapy." And then I and then I and then it continued. It, it continued when I did Birth of Conquer. It kind of continued where I was like, 
like bungee jumping or whatever it was, I was I just couldn't. Right. I was like panic, man. And then when I stopped travel, I just normaled out. I was like, oh, that's right. I totally love stand up. Like that's right. There's yeah. no. I, this is a job I go to when I fucking get excited to show up for. Jesus. Not that I'm not grateful for all the stuff I did at Travel Channel, but it was like it was a lot. It was like a lot on that. You just shoot days were crammed, and you were like. In fucking Tanzania one day, then Zanzibar the next day, then South Africa the next day, and then fucking Durban, South Africa the next day. And you're just like, I, and nothing was ever like normal. And you were always fucking jet lagged. Jesus Christ. It was crazy, man. It was like being in a fucking, you, then you go like, oh, now I know why Britney Spears shaves her head. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I couldn't live that fucking life and be famous doing it. Well, that's the thing. Imagine, yeah, any one of those pl- that schedule, and then any place where you set foot, you're being mobbed. I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a wonder that that she was able to even even out. I mean, it's 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 an insane life. I can't. I mean, I can't imagine the travel plus the insanity of performing and and the pressures and the money and the people trying to get you in their corner, dude. Fuck that. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck all that, man. The uh, I just want to be able to sell out the Vic. <laughs> That's it, right? That's all I need. Thousand seaters. I uh, yeah. My whole goal in this business is to do what the bands I loved growing up did and sell out like five to seven hundred seaters, dude. There's That's a. It. That's all I want. There's a great club. Uh, I wish I knew where this club was. In three hundred seater, I go okay. Let's do two shows. Right. That would be yeah. really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's That'd great. Be great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Do you want to do theaters? No, just those uh, like rock. I'm not venues? against it. I yeah. don't have an aspiration to do it though. Who would you want to tour with if you could rock tour with, venues? Who would you want to tour with if you could set up a tour of you and your friends? Like, who would I want to tour? Like, what friends? Like, if you're four comics, kings of comedy style. Uh, you know, it's a tough call, man. Because there's a lot of guys I I that helped me in the beginning that I look up to. Yeah. still and that are also great friends where you know i'd say you know the burrs and the okersons of the world yeah uh that means something to me and it'd be great to go what a way to commemorate our relationship then there's your boys who are comics that you know like you know jesse pop and vince averill are really tight friends of mine out here and i'd love to fucking tour with those dudes you know great, we'd have it? a fucking blast you know and then they're the guys you admire you know, go, oh, wouldn't it be cool to to be out there with like you know Maria Bamford? You know, I'm friendly with Maria, but it's like it would be a dream of mine to work with her. But we're not like pal. We don't we don't kick it. I sent an email. I sent a tweet to her and Tig. They were in San Diego when I was. Uh-huh. I was like, hey guys, let's um, let's all go out and party. And they both liked it, but no one replied. I don't think they party, man. I don't think they do either. <laughs> yeah, not the I- way I do. No, I don't think they drink. I've never seen... Tig does not drink. I heard that on a podcast. Yeah. And I've never seen Maria drink. I mean, maybe she does sometimes. She probably. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she's pretty open with this. I'm assuming she's probably on some meds that don't would interact weird with booze. I remember her telling me a story of, like, getting... Drinking too much... Her having... Her husband had to come pick her up because she drank too much concentrated coffee or something. Ooh. Like, she was telling me about this coffee she bought... That you're supposed to cut with water because it's really fucking oh, strong. Oh, I've gotten that coffee. Yeah, and she just she's 
and you know, and it, and it was the way she was describing it. She was being funny the way she was describing it, but it almost sounded like that was like her drug, you know? Oh yeah, you know, like like uh, I was on at midnight yesterday, and Hardwick was saying that on stay on the show. He's like, I will never give up Starbucks. He's like, I don't do anything else. I'm sober. I don't do anything else. He used to be a fucking lush. Uh, yeah, he used to drink, right? He used to be fun. <laughs> he was, what was he like when he... I, I never only, knew him I only, back then. I only partied with him a couple of times. It was always next to him. And I didn't, you know, and this, I want to say, I mean, he was definitely doing comedy at the time, but this is before, like, he, you know, there was a period where he was just a host. Like, he was a TV host. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and... Um, you'd see him at like the improv, and he was just fun. He was kind of sloppy, like not as put together as he is now. No, he showed a clip one time when I was on the show of him back when he was drinking, and he was like a fat dude. He was chubby, yeah, and like sweatshirts, and not like not like f- these fucking badass suits he has now. Yeah, he looks amazing now, and he's in great shape, and he's clearly doing well for himself. Yeah, uh, and I, I always, I always envied. That in a guy like I'm always like, why can't my high be video games? Why can't my why can't Is that I his high video games? Well, I don't know if it's as high or not, but I mean, he certainly gets into them in a way that I don't. Yeah, I love video games and I talk video games with him when I see him, but he's got a depth and an appreciation with them that I don't have. And I'm like, this guy, this could be his Friday night and he'd be okay with that. Ooh, by the way, I, there is I'm. Definitely will tell you there is a part of me that would love Friday night video games. I used to love that shit. Look, I'd love it too, but I want to be fucking getting shit faced while we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably would do that too. That's I, what I'm saying. Like, there are other guys that are just like, I feel like Chris is a guy that could be like, oh, it was a great night. Like, we played the new Final Fantasy all night or whatever. He you know? is. I might he, be wrong, but I, I'm just assuming. He is a, um, you know, I think a lot of people question his nerdiness. He's a real nerd. No, he's the real deal, dude. Yeah. He knows his shit. He is like, he really loves that shit. He's an interesting guy. He brought. I saw him once at the at the stand in New York, which is one of my favorite spots. I love it. Um, and he came in to do some sets, and we were sitting at the bar, and he he wasn't drinking, obviously, and he pulled out a Nintendo DS. It might have even been pink. I don't remember the color of it because I think it was his girlfriend's DS at the time. His girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and I think is that Patty Hearst's kid. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I, but anyway, he pulled out a Nintendo DS, and he was because this is what he was. He was carrying it with him to keep himself occupied all night. And really, and he was playing some kind of Chris. If you're listening to this, and I get this wrong, he was not. He probably isn't. But <laughs> but if by I can chance, promise you, Amy and Chris will not be hearing. Yeah, this. yeah. If by chance this podcast gets back to Chris, Chris. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was playing like a kitty cat game like or like an animal farm game. Some game about animals or something. Some kind of weird like barnyard. My point is this. It was the nerdiest fucking game I've ever seen a human being play ever. Yeah. So every time somebody goes, he's not a real nerd. I'm like, no, no, no he, he's a real nerd. He just <laughs> like, happens to be beautiful. Yeah. He was he was he was in the depths of this game, man. Yeah. He's a he's a. It, you know, it's he's in an interesting place because, like, I don't know if I'd want to be in his positions where comics w- need him. Like, they want, like, they, he, like, if he goes to a club 
every comic's hitting him up. Like, hey, man, when can I be on At Midnight? When can I be on yeah. that? Like, they said to me, they were like, we want to get you on At Midnight. And I go, pass. When If they want me on, they I, they know I'm a stand-up comedian. They'll reach out to me. Right. Like, maybe they stay. Like, I don't want to be shoved down anyone's throat ever. Right. Right. It's one of the things that I know for, uh, like, with podcasts, I there's guests that they've gotten me that I go, oh, that's a big get. Doesn't get a lot of downloads because when I talk to them, there's no back and forth like this. Right. It's it's me asking question and them answering question. Speaking of which, dude. You got to go roll? I, what time is it? Uh, we've done an hour 40. Oh, shit. Oh, it's almost five. Yeah, I do actually have to roll. Okay. Is that shitty? No, not at all. Not at all. I was I was just going to ask you that. Uh, so real quick, last question, last two questions. What uh, are you writing a brand new hour and again, ditching all your old material? I'm not doing any of the hour. The hour that's about to premiere, I'm not doing any of that anymore. Uh, I might do a little bit of it on the road to pad the set, but but I think I might have enough that I can get by without it. And Uh, so so the short answer is yes. I'm certainly not going to crank try to crank another hour out within the year. I don't I don't agree with that approach. I I want to let it marinate and simmer. I want to write and have fun doing stand up over the next two years and find the kernels of the right thing and and then start to put those together and the hours this friday at midnight 3 a.m or 3 a.m uh friday for fuck friday february 3rd at midnight uh that's the time not the show uh you let me down on comedy central premieres replays february 5th 1 a.m so you can watch it after the super bowl and then it goes right on and then to, online, it's February 7th. Uh, Online's where everyone's going to find it, man. I'm yeah. telling you, that's the, that's the move right now. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing my next special and just putting it on YouTube. Yeah, it'll be, you can get it, you can stream it on the Comedy Central app, and it'll go on to iTunes and all that bullshit, too. So Fantastic. You, you can, uh, you know, no, it's not bullshit. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. I hope you enjoy it, man. I'll post this this evening. It'll be going up within the uh, within the hour. Thanks, buddy. This was great. No, it's good. It's always good hanging out with you. And like I said, I told you this. Everyone knows this already. But if you ever want, anytime you want to come back, I always say two comics gets double the numbers. Always. Okay. I mean, this was a better. I, I as soon as I sent that to you, I was like, "There's a couple guys that that doesn't really matter for, like oh, you, Kurt, Big J. Like you guys are people that all my fans know and already love. Oh, that's and nice. And so, but but I know I but I do know that like like. Ari would get Ari and you would probably get the same numbers, but Ari did one with Steve Renazizi, and it got so big numbers. I was like, "Oh, I want to start having two guests on." Hey, dude, I'll come back anytime, man. And like, dead serious, let's dude. do it when you're boozing. Uh, yeah, well, I was gonna say if you have a Friday night, I'll come. Do you have a system over here? Yeah. Video games? What do you have? Uh, oh no, no, no! It's all in the girls' room. Everything gets taken out when you're <laughs> a dad. Because I was gonna say, man, I'll come over here, or you come to my place. On a Friday night, dude, I'd love to sit on a couch with you and, and drink beers. And Fuck yeah. Get like four or five dudes together. Burn would be perfect. Oh, yeah. You know, and fucking just throw back beers. and Let's do it. You know? Let's yeah. do it. All right. Awesome, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen and guns. You are an idiot. Hello? 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 All right, I'm in two. No, what this is the problem with my life is that I I don't uh, I'm not organized. No, no. Keep the mic to your mouth the whole time when you talk. But I don't like that. No, but don't don't do one of these. You need the pilot kind. 
What, what do you mean pilot kind? The headphone with the thing on it. Like no, this. No, 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 no. So no, you just no, do like no. this the whole time? Oh, no, I would never do that. I would, would never? never do that. Why? Never. No, 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 I don't like then that. Then you could pretend like you're a pilot. Oh, I see what you said. I said pilot. All right, uh, guys, we're going to do a new thing on the uh, podcast where we're going to review Black Sails. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so we just watched Black Sails. It is the premiere episode of season four. Right? I think it's season three. Is it? It's the final season. So. Which is really sad. <sighs> I love this. By the way, my numbers, I, I'm, I'm well aware of how many of you guys don't watch Black Sails. But this will be a real quick review of what we thought of Black Sails. So what did you think? I thought it was great. I'm excited for this season. I'm sad that it's the final season. But it's going to be you, awesome. Could you give it a recap? Of tonight's episode? Yeah. And by the way, spoiler alert. We just want you to get into Black Sails. We love Black Sails. That's a really great show. It's such a great show. It really is such a great show. And I, I But you kinda do need to read Treasure Island first. Yeah, but that's such an easy book to read. Well yeah. I mean it was written for thirteen year old boy, but still. Yeah. So can you give a recap of the episodes that we saw today? Tonight. It starts off with uh webbing, not webbing. A ladder? A rope ladder? Rope ladder uh-huh. going into the ocean, and you don't know what that is. And there's a man, clearly, that is trapped yeah. in the rope ladder. We don't know who that is, but he's sinking, and he's he's definitely not getting out. I, I assumed he was British. I assumed he was Long John Silver. And you assumed right. Yes. Because what happens is, um, and this is from season two, uh, this is the war. They're coming back to reclaim... Nassau. Nassau. Right. The British have taken Nassau from the pirates, and now the pirates are trying to take Nassau back from the British. Yes. So the pirates have uh, uh, united with an island of kind of refugee slaves. Three boats? They had two boats. Oh, is it the two pirates boats? had two boats. Okay. They had Rackham and Blackbeard on one boat. Which is important to this because Rackham decides, after what you're about to hear, to haul ass. Yeah, he decides to really be a pirate. Fuck, I love Rackham. I do Dude, too. If, if you're that, hey, can everyone reach out? Oh, oh, I'm doing shows in London. Reach out to Billy Bones and Rackham and tell them, come out to my shows. Are they British? Yeah, I, they're I all thought, British. I th- I yeah, they're they all were... British actors. Really? Yeah, they're all British actors. Um, so, turns out they sank a bunch of boats in the harbor so they can't get in. Who's they? The British. I know, but they don't know that. They haven't seen the show. So, what What, what are we going to do on this? Like, I thought we were going to recraft it. We are, it. we are. Okay. Yeah. So the British sank a bunch of ships in the harbor, so that the to use right it <laughs> to use it as a barricade like a reef, right? So that the pirate ships couldn't get close enough to fire their guns yeah. at the fort. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, because that's what I just said. No, you are using pronouns, and we don't know okay, who those okay, pronouns okay. are related to. All right, all right. So, so you the go, British. they, they <laughs> sunk, sunk ships in the harbor so they couldn't get in. Well, they don't know who they is either. They the British. Like a bunch of ships. Yeah. And then, and then the pirates run up on ground. Beautiful moment where he tells everyone to uh, pull the sails. Right. So you're getting shot at. 
Oh, so good. Oh, it's such a great show. It's a really good show. And then keep going, keep going. Tell the story. So, yeah, so the British kind of win that battle, right? They sink um, They sink the Spanish ship that they had taken. What was the name of it? Man of War? Yeah. That was the ship that Flint oh, and, shit. Um, and Long John Silver were on the Man of War. And Blackbeard and Rackham were on the other ship. So they I sink Man of War. I keep about Blackbeard. I, like, I forget about that guy. He's awesome. Actor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Man of War sinks. Long John Silver is caught in the rope ladder and it plunges to the bottom of the ocean, right? And the queen of the slaves uh, watches him sink, devastated, right? She's yeah. clearly really upset. And they leave. They, they evacuate. They just abandon ship, everybody. And leave. So then Rackham and Blackbeard decide they need to um, flee. And hopefully that will draw the British Navy into the ocean. But Rackham's got this thing in his head because, by the way, spoiler alert, Charles Vane died at the very end of season two. You can't do that. Why would you do that? (laughs) You could have told them all about the other stuff without telling them that he died. You are terrible at this. You gotta leave something for people to want to watch it for. I hope you don't watch this show at all. <laughs> and all you do is listen to us talk Kurt, about the show. That's really you could have said <laughs> you could have said that he wanted to avenge Charles Vane. Nobody knows that means he's dead. I said, what do you think? Spoiler alert. So is this whole thing going to be spoiler alert? So never mind. Just don't watch anything, and we'll just tell you what's happening now. No. You've got to leave a little bit so they want to watch the show. No one watches the show. We're the only ones that watch the show. That is not true. We're the only ones that watch the fucking show. No, it's not true. We love the show, and no one watches it. I know because of... What fucking is going on with television these days? We want you to watch this show. It's dead anyway, the show. It's the final season. Final season. But it's so good. But you're not going to see. Look, the the actor has like posted things on his Twitter saying I'm dead. Who did? Charles Vane. Oh. So he's dead. Not everybody's on Twitter. Charles Vane is dead. I can't believe you would tell them that. That's just wrong. You have to leave a little bit so they want well, I, I to watch it. So series. now they're going to watch all of season one going, well, he's fucking dead. Well, yeah. Well, he's going to die. Look, they're all going to die. No, they're not. They, they, if you read Treasure <laughs> Island, you know that Billy Bones, but there are several people who do not die. If you read Treasure Island before, superheroes, they're all going to die at one point. Yeah, but no, but if you read Treasure Island, you know who survives, and then throughout the whole show, you're going, "How does he get out of this? Because he's going to die." But he doesn't die because I know in the book he's alive. Listen, I hope. uh, (laughs) So, so they kill Charles Vane. Well, you've already told him that. Yeah, Yeah, and then and then. But that was season and two. That, but that, but that, that is why Jack Rackham has like this bone up his ass about being a pirate. Right. About getting into fights. And oh, about being so a legit good. pirate. Because Jack Rackham was an intellectual pilot. Pilot? Pirate. pirate yeah. Same thing. So he he would pirate 
intellectually, but he would never like physically fight that much. Great moment is when he decides to say to he says to Blackbeard, "Is someone going to talk to them?" Yeah, because that's how he pirates. Oh, he inspires. Part I'd be. You think so? You don't think you fight? You don't think you get down no. and dirty? I would be an inspirational pirate. Like you don't think you'd be flint, where you do both? You know what kind of pirate I'd be? I'd oh, be like, okay. guys, beautiful sunrise. Who wants rum? I'd- so maybe you wouldn't be a pirate. Maybe you would work for the madam. What? For the madam. I wouldn't be a whore. No, I didn't say you'd be a whore. Maybe you'd be like the head bartender. Right, let's keep going. Cruise so, director. I, yeah, I'm much more of a cruise director <laughs> pilot. I am much more of a cruise director pilot than I am. All right, so... Uh, so they flee. Yeah. The British decide to chase them, yeah. which allows Flint and all the men that abandoned the man of war... To escape. So their plan worked. 170 escaped? I think that's what they say, and then they cut that dude's ear off. Oh, I thought they said 170 had been captured. Maybe that's what it is. I think that may be it. Um, well, I know they have 121 to feed, so it's got to be somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. How would they know how many men are on that ship to know how many got away? Right. That seems very unlikely. Turn off the TV. Um, uh, TJ's. Uh, specials on, and I'm going to focus on that. He looks so thin. I know, right? Is he young? No, he's still young. He's like 35, I think, right now. I know, but was that when he was he's young? probably 25 at then. Oh, well, yeah, so he's young. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Flint gets away. They go, I think they're on, like, the backside of Nassau. I think they're on, like, the... That's the thing that's They are confusing. on Nassau. They are, because they end up in her house. They're on Nassau. They're just around the corner. I think you mean NASA. I say Nassau. NASA. No, no, wait. You're right. You're right. Nassau. NASA is the space program. (laughs) I think NASA is a different ship entirely. All right. All right. All right. All right. Keep going. Are you drunk? I am very drunk. Why the hell are you drunk? Because the flight and. uh, You're very sneaky. What? That's mean? very sneaky. What do you mean? Have you been drinking this whole time? No, I didn't drink the whole time dinner. And then when we came out here to watch the show, I had a cocktail. Just one? Well, it was a, in the 32-ounce styrofoam cup. <laughs> <laughs> it was one. You had a big gulp cocktail? I had a big gulp cocktail. <laughs> I, was, I was styrofoaming it. Maybe we should call Dr. Drew. Uh, shut up. <laughs> by the way, this will be attached to the Dr. Drew podcast. Already, it will. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put this up. Oh, well, I I don't deserve a standalone. No, I don't. No, I no. Look, I know how much you guys love Leanne, and I trust me when I know. Like, trust you, me you, when you, I know. <laughs> shut up. So many people come up to me and they go, uh, uh, "I love Leanne's podcast. I love Leanne's podcast." Like true fans. I don't have a podcast. No, when when we do a podcast oh. together, oh. but. I think it serves us better to do one with Dr. Drew, like post it later and have this be the intro. I understand your misogyny. I understand it completely. No misogyny. <laughs> Look, we're not we're not uh, Tom and Push. No. We're me and you. Yeah. And we do intros. But I'm not a comic. Yeah, yeah. I'm just funny, naturally. Oh. <laughs> Right now, everyone just sat in their chair and they went, oh. They did not. No, everyone loves you. I I just, 
I don't. Uh, that's not my podcast. Is not me and you. I, I, I wish it was. I would love. No, you do that. not. No, I really do. Oh, I no, really do. Not. No, you don't. I really do. I think it would drive you crazy. No, I'd love if I could do a fucking podcast with you. I, I don't believe you. Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. That's okay. I'm not offended or anything. But I, would, I really don't think that you do would you enjoy think, that. Do you think that it's more enjoyable for me to book comics to be on my podcast than just me hanging out with you in the man cave? Yes. What? Yes, I do. Oh, I would love to have a podcast with you. I think that you are such a social human being that you need to be talking to interesting and or new people on a constant basis. And I think that the podcast does that for you. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I'm not the one that had the big gulp cocktail, so I don't think I'm out of my mind. I think I maybe know you a little bit. <laughs> so what happens when they get to Nassau? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when they get to Nassau is clearly... <laughs> Wait, when they get to Nassau? You mean when they get... To Nassau. To NASA, they're on the moon. It's <laughs> a totally different. It's a spinoff series. <laughs> it's called Black Moon. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Black Moon Rising. Pointless podcast. Don't even watch this show. We watch this show that we can't be the only we people. Love it. We love it. We, we got By the Frankens to watch the show. They fucking we could because fucking the. Creator of the show gave us a bunch of DVDs and we gave it to our friends. No, no, but they love it. They're dying for tonight. They Are couldn't wait for. Oh, they love this show. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, we should call them. Uh, because it's really good. It's such a great show. It so really if is. anybody would it really watch is. it, it really is such a great show. And I hope that I don't know. I hope that this inspires people to watch it. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, who gives a fuck? It's a podcast. The whole point of a podcast is that you have a good time. And, I, and, and the thing is that we really do enjoy the show. We really do. Completely. I love this really show. We really do enjoy this show. This and the Game of Thrones are the only two shows I watch. I don't watch. And the Mick. And? But hold on. Oh, hold and on, Bloodline. And Bloodline. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But that's it, the, really. Hold on one second. The reason we watch the Mick is because of our daughters. Yes, that's Our right. Our daughters love the Mick. They do. It's kind of a little bit inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. And the girls, you said to the girls, you wanted to have a show to watch for the family to watch. Yeah. And you said the Mick, but you didn't watch it. And the girls ended up watching it yeah. and going, I like it. But it was so, it's so inappropriate. It's and then just I a little it. too old for them. Just yeah. a little bit, but that's okay. And what was the other one you said? Bloodline. Oh, oh. But you stopped watching that. I did. You know, the problem with Netflix is that, like, you'll binge watch, like, ten of them. Uh-huh. And then you just don't get interested again. Like, there is something to be said for, like, tune-in television. Yes, that's true. Because you anticipate it all week long. Because, like, I'm, I'm already waiting for Game of Thrones. I really am. Oh, I am, I'm, too. I'm, I, like, this, I, when I was on the plane today, I knew we were going to watch this tonight. Yeah. And I thought to myself... I want to have a cigar when I watch it. Because mm-hmm. it's an event. It's an event. Yeah. Monday then, Night Football. Like, there's certain yeah. things that are events. You're right. The problem is, like, uh, candidly, you know, like, that trickles down and people like, you know, like Comedy Central or, you know, we watched Roast Battle tonight. But, mm-hmm. like, like. But I don't, I don't look for that. 
But like Travel Channel was always like, what are your numbers for your premiere? And you're like, none. No one's sitting there going, guys, it's Birth the Conqueror tonight, you know? Well, a few people. Fucking nobody. Okay. But like, the thing is, like for this, you know, I only say that in perspective. Like Game of Thrones gets what? Five million viewers? I think something like that, yeah. That that it, it, put that in perspective on all the rest of television that's made. Yeah. Like no one else is going like, oh my god, it's you know the biggest thing I know the that I could say is like Property Brothers. Property Brothers is the biggest thing I know. Like of of guys that I that Ghost Adventures are the biggest shows. Where, like, people are tuning into premieres. So funny. I don't know a single person who watches either of those shows. But but those are the biggest things I know. Like, I, uh, Drew just texted me today to talk on the phone. Drew Scott is one of the Property Brothers. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's chat or whatever. But, like, that is a tune-in. Like, people tune in for it. Why did you say he texted you today? Like some name-dropping. Oh, God. This is going to be a 20-minute... This is going to be a solo podcast. This is going to be just me and you. I guess so, you know. Don't... You're muscling in. I'm to, not... See? See? There's the misogyny. <laughs> I don't want a podcast. I'm doing this as a favor. <laughs> so... So they land Long on, John Silver. Long John Silver sinks to the bottom of the ocean. That's all we know at this point. Yeah. They've abandoned ship. The Flint takes the long boats and goes all the way around the other side of the Bahamas, right? He's not in Nassau. He's on the other side of the Bahama, of the island. Okay. Because that's where What's-Her-Name lived. And oh, they end up in that Billy house. Bones right. is, Billy, Billy Bones, Bones has apparently been, had set up camp for a while. Yes. By the way, Billy Bones, if you're listening to this, bro, you're yoked. And please hit me up in, a, in London. I'm going to be there. When am I going to be there? The 13th or the 19th. Billy Bones. Of February. I want you to meet my wife, and I want her to feel your arms. Because <laughs> you know for a fact. By the way, you're right in my wife's wheelhouse. Like, that is that is the guy. That is your dream guy. Not I know that I'm your dream guy because now I make money. But, like, oh, shut but up. before that, Billy Bones is your guy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I like blonde boys with big biceps, yes. <laughs> Billy Bones. What's his name? What's his name? His I don't know. No? Good looking? I don't know. Billy Bones. Hit me up in London. We're going to be there uh, the 13th and 19th. Do a podcast. Oh, we should totally do a podcast. Oh, my God. We could totally do a podcast with some of those guys. You think so? No, I know for a fact. I know the creator of the show. Okay. Yes. Oh, fuck yes. How fun would that be, me and you and some people from... <gasps> I don't know. I might be too nervous. I think you should do it. No, no, you I have to. I get nervous to, talking to I, But I don't remember any of their names. Like, I forget the storylines. I don't know the, the actors' names. I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate me going, so long, John Silver. Tell me, what do no, you, you think about? No, you know that guy's name. What's that guy's Luke name? Luke Arnold. But I don't know. <laughs> you dickhead. I don't know. Billy Arnold, Bones' yeah. name? Billy Bones. I, I don't even know Flint's name. Uh, I do. Um, I just know Luke Arnold's name because he was in the NXS thing. And that got us into NXS. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. But I only watched that in excess thing because Luke Arnold was in it and we were watching Black Sales. So if I said to you, uh-huh. I have a podcast set up with Luke Arnold, uh-huh. you wouldn't want to be on it. I wouldn't want to be on the podcast. I'd want to come and meet them and say hi and then I'd let you do the podcast. But then you would not be very good at it because you can't remember anything about these shows. 
you're fucking useless. I have to re-explain everything. You, you, what did I just uh, say? I would need you to be on the podcast. What did so, I just say? <laughs> so the podcast you guys are going to listen to in a second is with Dr. Drew. Um, and Leanne was here in the man cave and just jamming with him totally and having a great time. And then she left. And I, and I ended up asking the three questions she wanted to ask on the podcast. So... I really wish I'd been here for that podcast, but I had to pick up people from school and take them to play practice and take them to the tutor. And, you know, it was just a bad timing, but I would have loved to have had a bunch of questions for Dr. Drew. So maybe I asked him, you think I only had three? You had more? Of course I had more. But when I was telling you, remember you were napping and I came in and was like, I have some questions for Dr. Drew. Uh, yeah. And I started no, I going and you were like, I'm way, sleeping, I'm sleeping. By the way, I You're wasn't napping. Me. I was watching Neil Brennan's special. Oh, okay. Same thing. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it looked a lot like napping. You were in the bed and it was dark and I thought you were napping. <laughs> it looked a lot like napping. I was watching Neil Brennan's special. <laughs> <laughs> I was not you were napping you said you were napping i was not napping okay it was the same thing to me neil i i texted (laughs) neil and said how much i enjoyed a special (laughs) and now you're i wasn't privy to that all i know was that i came in with some awesome questions and you kicked me out i loved loved your special neil (laughs) (laughs) i was not napping (laughs) you are a horrible podcast host i am Host, I'm a guest. You're a horrible <laughs> But I don't know Neil Brennan. Shut the fuck up. But stop speaking. Stop speaking. Stop speaking. Okay, well, my point is this. I had more questions, but you cut me off and you wouldn't let me finish giving you all the questions I have for Dr. Drew. I can't believe. So I would have given you I so much more stuff. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry, Neil. I didn't. Neil, fuck, stop saying Neil. <laughs> I'm sorry, Neil. Mr. Brennan. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he really did enjoy your special. He told me later after I'm he woke up. up. I'm going to throw up. Oh. 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 Oh, my God. This definitely should be a tag along podcast. No, no, no. A no. piggyback? We're gonna do this. This will be the this is the <laughs> intro for Doctor Drew. Oh, good. So I'm gonna do an intro for this, and then and then this will be the lead into Doctor Drew. An intro for this, and then an intro for Doctor Drew too. No, 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 no. no. An intro. I'm gonna do an intro for both. For, I'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do an intro and okay. go, guys. What you're about to hear is, and they've already heard this, and then this will be the beginning about Doctor Drew, then Doctor Drew, and then this. Um, do you need an outro? Oh. I have a headache now. <laughs> Why? I'm laughing. Well, that's oh. not a bad thing. Okay, so Billy Bones <laughs> is in. I can't remember her ha- her name. Was uh, it- she's dead now? Yeah. Well, oh, spoiler Bert! alert. Bert. Spoiler. You just need to stop talking. Spoiler. No more alert. big gulp for you. No more big gulp, focus. Oh, babe. Uh, that you totally blew that one too because that was such a shocker. Oh, uh, they. That was. That by was the a way, crazy by the way, by one. The way, that was the best. I, 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 I want to say the creator of the show's name is Jason Steinberg. I think that's right. Yeah, I, I, I th- I'm almost certain it is. Uh, 
And he, uh, the best part of this whole series, spoiler alert, is when they kill her and they go to hang Charles Vane and uh, what's the other guy's name? Flint. Flint. And, oh, God. Well, I have one more really awesome one. Okay. Do you remember when when Flint was at the governor of Charleston and he was in their house and we're thinking that Flint is totally screwed and then the last shot of the episode is Charles Vane in the water, face painted black, and you see that Charles Vane is coming to save him? Do you remember that? That was one of the moments oh, where I went, are yeah. you me this is amazing there's been a lot of great moments in the show it's a great show i wish I'd, i i i i hope in one point in my life i create something like this me too that would be really cool it's an amazing to, be able to, show. to weave a story like you know i was on stage this weekend and i was like um there's some really great moments that you get on stage where a tag you know like a I mean, for the machine story, for me, one of my favorite parts of that, my favorite part of that whole story is uh, spits vodka in her face, shuts the door, and it says, no talk to a machine like that. And he goes, fuck that bitch. This is Russia. Uh-huh. And um, then you tag it at the end of the I story. love that yeah. part. I love when a story comes full circle. I right. really do. There's parts I do, like in the in the uh, ziplining story, which I don't think you've heard, but you you were there for the ziplining thing. There's tags in it now where I go, God damn it, I fucking love, I love storytelling. I love the art of weaving a tale and, and getting you to the end. And I, God, I love that about this show. I really do. Yeah, they I do it very that, well. It, that, that I go, that, like, I don't, I don't even know who the guy, I don't, like, so we'll cut to the end. But, like, obviously, Long John Silver lives. Yes, because he's alive in Treasure Island. That's what like, I'm talking what I, about. What I love is like when when we realize it's the Jolly Roger, right? Like, explain that a little bit. Well, the guy who was sent from England to take over um, to take Nassau back is I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Rogers. Yeah. So in the middle of this episode tonight, I went, "Oh my God, that's Jolly Rogers." Yeah, Jolly Rogers Island. That's Jolly Rogers, and there's just so, been so many things like that in this series where you go. I've been for me anyway from reading Treasure Island. I go, oh my god, that's the guy from Treasure Island. This is the same thing that happened with uh, what was uh, Wicked. Yeah, right? yeah. Like Wicked was a. It was like a, a place set up for tags. Yes, and then this is all set up for tags. Because you're like, oh my god! But the amazing part about this is the characters literally get into predicaments and situations that you do not know how they're going to get out of. Yeah. But you know they live. Like you know, if you read Treasure Island, you know that Billy Bones lives, and you know that Long John Silver lives. And Charles Vane is a real py- pirate, right? And so is Jack Rackham. Yeah, so is Jack Rackham, and, and so his, is Bonnie. Uh, uh, Bonnie Rotten. Is it Bonnie Rotten? I can't think She's of her name. She's a porn star. No, so maybe it's not Bonnie Rotten. Pooh. Anyway. Um, Jack Rackham's woman was a real person. What was her name? Anne Bonnie. Anne Bonnie. That's yeah. right. Bonnie Rotten's a porn star. Um, but I wonder if Eleanor 
was a real person. I mean, someone had to have been in charge of NASA. Uh, I want to say I've looked it up. I don't I know. I think the you have, but yeah. I don't remember either. So we're going to do this every week. But we haven't even finished the episode. We haven't? No, we haven't. Okay, keep going. Okay, so Billy Bones is, t- is set up camp on the yeah. back side of the island, right? And he basically tells Flint to go fuck himself. Now he's in charge. And then Flint says, yeah. no, you're not in charge because I'm the only person that knows where the treasure is buried. And then, so I'm going to be in charge. And then this black bitch shows up and says, she's the queen I've of the slaves. Fucking, right. I've been fucking, oh, I love this chick. By she's the way, awesome. sexy fucking moment. In she's this. beautiful. Like yeah. the, the, the beautiful thing about the show is there's like naked women all throughout it. But a beautiful moment was what well, was right. Yeah, there's like, a lot of naked girl, women. What's that, what's what we like together? Is that what we like? Okay, it's like what one of us likes, maybe. And so, but but there was a beautiful moment where she is cuddling with uh, Long John Silver. Long John Silver, but he has one leg. Yeah, you see it. It's a flashback. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, it's so. It's cool. very cool. So in the middle of this. Um, like alpha dog pissing match is happening between Billy Bones and Flint, which is really intense. She basically says, fuck you both. He told me where the treasure is. I love this chick. So I shouldn't have said black bitch, but I love this chick. Yeah, she's an she's amazing actress amazing for one. Gorgeous. She's beautiful. And her character is, oh, fucking in, is amazing. Yeah, she she's was, great. And if you followed season two. Yeah. No, it's yep. it got to be season, season two. three. Right? Season two? Maybe. She was so good in that. No, it was season three. It's, yeah, anyway, yeah, anyway, three. anyway. So Where she says, I know what the bur- treasure's buried. Keep going. Treasure's buried, right. And so um, then we flash to how long John Silver got out of being trapped in this rope ladder. By the way, right? it makes no fucking sense. Well, there's no way he could hold his breath that long. No, fuck that. Why would you swim back into the boat? I'm I've just talking about real life. It. I've already I, explained it. I understand it. that you think it's a that strategy. That's, it's not strategy. You swim to where air is. No, it was a strategy. He swam back into the boat so he could hide. Jason, so he could I be think hidden. he fucked this one up. He did not. No, that was really yeah, smart. It's it exactly a something mistake. a pirate would do. He would fly in. He would he swim into the ship so that he could be hidden. Everything is going to shit. They're killing everybody on surface. Why would he just pop up like a freaking cork? He would not do that. He would go in the ship and pop up in the ship so he stays hidden. Uh, so he did that. He stayed hidden until dark, and then he washed up on shore, right? Oh, forgot about this. What? In the flashback with Long John Silver, yeah. he explained to the, the Queen of the Slaves uh, that he had heard this rumor that Billy Bones had started a rumor or someone had started oh, a rumor that there was important. a pirate king that was going to uh, defeat the English, take back Nassau, and exact vengeance on all the people who were in the resistance to the pirates having being in charge of Nassau. Man, this cuts back to season one when he loses his leg. Crazy, huh? The best scene. I I keep saying the best scene, but like... It was awful. For me and you, we grabbed each other. Like literally, and we're like, oh my God, this is how he loses his leg. I know, because if you read Treasure Island, you know Long John Silver has a peg leg. But he does not have a peg leg when we start the season. Yes, and he's not even... He's just John Silver. Yeah, he's not a... Really, even a pirate. 
No, he's he's a he's a cook. This show is so fucking good. It is so good. I, I I only hope that you've listened to this. I hope you enjoyed it because you were like, oh, I like Bert and Leanne, and I know that I have a podcast coming up, and we're gonna do this every Sunday because I come home on Sundays, so we'll watch this, and then right after we watch it, we'll do this. Unless like, unless the downloads decrease, and then <laughs> no downloads will be fine. I'm joking. Fucking. <laughs> Watch. Unless they decrease. Them. Exactly, exactly. If they decrease, you're like, we're not doing that again. No, we'll just but, watch but, the show. No, but people can skip through this. They can skip through totally. this to hear the podcast. Totally. Um, but oh, what was I saying before that? We're going to do this every Sunday because I come home on Sunday. And Shut Sunday, up. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> you're a fucking jerk. And so, but man, when he lost his leg... You found out why the crew loved him. Yeah. And then he almost, his folklore was based off of that one moment, him losing his leg. And then you hear that there's a pirate king and you go, everyone loves Long John Silver. Right. They just love that guy. Flint, no one trusts him. Yeah. Billy Bones, they're like, eh. Billy makes mistakes. That's the problem, is that Billy makes mistakes throughout. He makes wrong decisions, and then it gets people in trouble. Yeah. So then people, he's not, he really wants to be a noble, more noble, as noble as a pirate can be, Captain Flint. Yeah. But he's not smart enough. He's just not. He's not. So but man, he is yoked. He is yoked. God damn it. He's a great actor. The cast, whoever cast this did an amazing job. Such a great cast. It really is. Because there's not one person where I go, eh, he's okay. They're all yeah. incredible. Every single person is incredible in this film or film or show or TV, whatever it is. TV show, series. Um, I like this season better than the last season, personally. We've only seen one episode. Well, I know, but I like it better than what we saw last season already. So far. Well, there was a lot of time spent on the slave, uh, slave island, slave queen kind of storyline, and it did kind of get a little boring. Not yeah. boring, maybe repetitive. But it's the last one. Last season. So yeah. then are we going to do this for Game of Thrones? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how your numbers do with this. So I'll attach this to Dr. Drew. Are you sure you don't want to put it at the end? As like so? a bonus track? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I will. That's a good idea, baby. I'll put it at the end of the podcast. The Black Sales bonus? Yeah, Black Sales bonus. There you go. That's a great idea. I, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Oh, jeez. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, so are we clear on the Were you going to say, is there anything I need to like promote? promote? Yeah. <laughs> We'll be selling Girl Scout cookies until March. Are we good on this episode? What do we think is coming up? On the next episode? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think that Flint actually was right that they should attack Nassau right now. Like right now. Like tonight. Because yeah. they're not expecting it. So I'm hoping they do that. Yes. Oh, yes. That would be great. Um, but I'm not sure since uh, they just found uh, the Pirate King. I'm by the way, sure by the way, this only can get better 
if I can get one of these guys on my podcast when we're in London. Well, yeah, of course. I would love that. But I well, hope to God you guys are enjoying this show as much as we are. And if you aren't watching the show, obviously we've ruined it for you. <laughs> but we have? Or I have. Maybe, maybe. But go on and check this show out. It's on Stars, Black Sales. It's so fucking good. It, it is, is really good. And so you can good. you can get it at Stars on Demand too. You don't have to watch it. Like you can watch, really? get yeah, you can get every season and watch all three I'm gonna seasons do this every fucking week. We're just Every gonna shove black sales down your very, throat at the very end of an episode. So you don't you like enjoy the episode. This this, this is a black sales bonus. There I you love go. that you did that, baby. That's so smart. Aw, um, shucks. We'll do our. I'm, I'm gonna do a podcast. It's a regular podcast all the way up to the end, and then you're gonna hear the. This is brought to you by the machine, and then you're <laughs> gonna hear this. <laughs> this is brought to you by the machine. You never heard my podcast? Oh yeah, I have. You have not. Not in a you long fucking time. Fucking liar. <laughs> I don't really. I don't have time. So, and then this will be at the end, and this is about black sales. So, if you're a black sales fan, go to the tail end of the podcast, the last 30 minutes, and it's all a review of black sales or what we thought of black sales. Well, what did we think? We didn't really, we just kind of broke down what happened. Okay, what did you think of the episode? Like, like uh, emotionally, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was really good. It definitely was not the most intense episode I've watched, but it was, was really good. But we're, we're talking about two seasons of episodes where we've, had points where we grab each other, like that's literally right. physically grab each other. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's how he loses his leg. Oh, my God. Like, oh, shit. They're fucking, you know. Yes. I think it made me excited to see the rest of the season. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then it, it's put us in the position. To I'll, tell what, to I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The ending was good with Long John Silver climbing up on the boat but, but on the on the shore but i didn't know who the guy was that flipped him over yeah i don't either and 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 the, the 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 confrontation between billy bones and flint was really good too it was really good and it and, makes me excited i would have i wanted john silver to be to like walk into camp i wanted him to walk too easy camp. well yeah. black sales doesn't do anything that easy they don't, do they? No. No. no they don't. No, they really don't. You're Nothing's totally that right. easy. I wanted that too, but there's no way they would have done that. Um. So thank you guys for listening. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good uh, 40 minutes at the end of the podcast. Okay. That's fine. No, honey, I don't care. No, 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 no. That's, Take uh, your top off. Shut up. Do you want to have sex on the podcast? No. Why not? Because that's just not right. What do you mean? It's, wasn't there enough sex in black sales? No, but it would like if we had sex, then recorded it audio-wise, and we'd be the first couple to put out an audio. What would that sound like? It would sound like this. <laughs> I, you're, I love you. I love you, too. Um, do we miss anything? I don't think so. All right. So every Sunday, uh, we're going to do this every Sunday night. I think I'm home every Sunday night, right, baby? Uh, except for the Sunday we're in London. Ooh, ooh, which we we're, which we want to have black salespeople on. Well, actually, we're in London one Sunday. I'm in London, and the next Sunday we're flying, so we have two that we won't two in a row. Ooh. Hopefully, what we can do is watch two. Oh, is that's going to be? You're right. That's going to be tough. But it's just one Wednesday. I, they come out on Wednesdays, my podcast. 
Yeah. So hopefully we'll have Black Sales actors on my podcast. With Leanne, I won't do it without you. I, I really honestly couldn't do it without you because I don't know. But what are we going to talk to them just about Black Sales the whole time? Yeah. Why? We already know it. I don't want to know what's coming in the episodes. All right, guys. <laughs> you drive me nuts. I don't. I don't want to know what's happening. I want to so, yeah, watch yeah, it. God forbid. God forbid we get a scoop. I don't want a scoop. That ruins it. Just like now you've ruined Charles Vane's dead to everybody. Yeah, but they'd know that if they just went online. But then people that – never mind. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully we'll get a Black Sales actor in London. I'll reach out to, I'll reach out to uh, Jason and see if he can hook us up with one. I think that would be really cool. I would love to talk to any of these guys. You know you'd love to talk to Billy Bones. Well, yeah. Do you, are you going to prepare some questions? I'm not going to have any questions. That's not how I do a podcast. <laughs> I know that. I, I don't know. have questions. Charles Vane. Which, He's if not you British. Get, He's from New if York. You, if you get, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, and he follows me on Twitter. Um, if you could get one actor from the show on the podcast, who would you want? And Bonnie. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. No, she's an awesome no, actress. She is an awesome actress, but she's, uh, I think she's super young and like an artist and like. So what? No, I want, I want something rich. I like, Maybe Jack I like Rackham? Toby, Toby is the. Toby Stevens? Is the guy who plays. It's Flint. Flint. I want Toby Stevens. Toby Stevens. I think I'd be good, scared of him. No, he's got so much rich history in life. That's who I want to talk to. Toby Stevens. Here, here's my top five: Toby Stevens, um, obviously, Long John Silver. Like even he's I'm Australian. To yeah, but he lives in London. That dude's a fucking pimp. He's the reason we're into NXS. Yes. Um, Billy Bones for you because I want you to feel his arms, and then. Uh, and then, oh, Jack Rackham's really artist, or uh, like the guy that plays Jack Rackham is a hardcore artist, like hardcore. Like I, I would want to do an interview with him so that Isla can meet him because him and Isla have the same brain. You think so? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, totally. He's a big like drawer guy. A drawer guy, like visual artist. I'm a fucking yeah, he's an artist. He's a I, that's what a I'm visual artist. Like he's a visual artist, so he draws nonstop and. Uh, I would love for Isla to meet him and just, like, I don't know, whatever. All right. So that's the podcast, guys. You good? I've been good, baby. Okay. Um, we're going to do this, try to do this every Sunday at the end of uh, uh, Black Sales, and then I'll just tag them on at the end of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy them. If you don't, just don't listen to them. That's it, right? Yes. All right. I love you guys with all my heart. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.